0: In the beginning, there was fun on the radio. Then the radio industry fell victim to corporate America and venture capitalist bankers who marched in with their research and up to their armpits in debt and turned the radio band into a wasteland of cookie cutters. Faceless, sound-alike stations who completely lost touch with the people they were meant to serve. Then there were two voices that cried out in the wilderness, faint at first, but becoming louder with every passing ratings book. It's okay to have fun again, to give the people what they really want to hear, and not treat them like a sea of mindless followers who have no choice in their radio entertainment.
1: This is Donald Trump, president of the United States. Honestly, I think this is the first radio show I've done as president, if you want to know the truth. And you're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show.
2: It is seven minutes past the hour. From the broadcast plaza and teleport, you got The Rick and Bubba Show. Helmsley, the real Greg Burgess here. Speedy and Adler away. They'll both be back on Monday. Handling uh, Blaze TV this hour. Drooby Dooby Doo and Jalen Fruithurst. Skunk Baxter takes phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Those are our students in Rick and Bubba University earning their degree in common sense, which has now become
3: a superpower. Welcome back for a brand new hour, Bill Bubba Bussey. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba family.
2: Deputy Director of Communications and Deputy Assistant to the President, Adam Kennedy joins us. Adam, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Hey,
4: thanks for having me on.
2: Well, look, uh, boys, anything going on?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Just a couple of things. It's been a relatively quiet week. We just had the president completely exonerated and vindicated. We had the Democrats' principal policy goal of the new Green Deal go down in flames. They couldn't even vote for it. And we saw the Democrats once again try to keep our borders open, which they
2: failed at.
3: Adam, we we thought you may oversleep this morning. We thought you may have been out in Michigan partying last night. Boy,
2: (laughs) Michigan was rowdy. Oh, it was good, but
4: please, I would have missed the show. Come on, guys.
3: Uh, well, um, Adam, I was telling the guys here, uh, I had the the pleasure of being at a, a Trump rally in Huntsville and actually being part of the program. But you know, when you go to a Trump rally like you had in in Michigan last night, it, it, it's it's different than other political get-togethers, isn't it? I mean, I, and I know you you've had to have been around politics for a while to have your job. Isn't it, isn't it just a strange feeling of the, it, it's more like a, I don't want to even say a concert, but it, there's a certain excitement there that you just normally don't have with politics.
4: I'd say it does. It has kind of almost a, a fun, almost party vibe to it where everybody's having a great time and everybody is kind of into it. I don't think a concert is too off base. You know, everybody is kind of focused and transfixed on the stage.
2: Let's talk a little bit. I mean, there's, you mentioned a number of topics, but I want to focus on the one where the battle continues. Some of these others, I know the battle; they'll st- still keep say, denying it. But we have at least some some things that seem to have come in on the collusion, you know, scam, and then uh, some of the other things you mentioned. But on the border, you know, th- this is this is a crisis, and and I don't, I know it's a political game. I, I've got it, but. The Democrats are trying to deny us addressing this as if there is no crisis, but it's almost like them telling us, you know, the the emperor has clothes on, and we can all see that he doesn't. I mean, do they? I mean, are they just going to continue denying that this is a, an issue? What's going to happen here?
4: So I think the Democrats are stuck in kind of a tough spot. So we've seen a big surge in illegal immigration at the border. But Democrats know that if they recognize there's a crisis, the logical conclusion is to support the president's policies, which they refuse to do, because we have elections coming up and they don't want to make the president look good. So what they're stuck with is essentially denying reality. We have a house on fire. and They're saying, don't look over there. The house is just fine. And that's just not going to play. It's not going to fly with voters. They're too smart. They're going to see right through it. Yeah,
2: I, I think there, there's a point because, first of all, they've been on record, you know, when they were in power that there was a crisis that needed to be addressed. So it really— it for a
4: wall twice.
2: Yeah, and it, it really is coming across to Americans. And I think even if everybody will take our political sunglasses off, I mean, if you if you— we can't really deny this exists because everybody, both parties, have acknowledged that it does. It looks like, as you just mentioned, so I guess that's where we're going to land— they don't want him to be able to fulfill this promise for political reasons only
4: I, uh, absolutely I mean they voted for a wall a barrier in 2006 they voted again in 2013 and in fact in the CR's passed in 2017 uh, 17 and 18 it included wall funding So this idea that they're against the wall based on principle is just uh, simply not backed up by their own voting record and let's not forget where this all started When well, that all started but let's not forget what, uh, what Nancy Pelosi said during the shutdown she said that $1 was going to be used for border wall funding. Well, the president got us to about $8.6 billion. That's
3: true. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a battle, but uh, the, the wall is being built. So, you know, we're, it, every little bit helps for sure. Adam, let me ask you on a, on a broader scale. There seems to be what's well, not seems to be. We, we realize that, uh, that there's folks in our country who are moving further and further to the left toward socialism. And when I was in school, we studied democracy and we studied capitalism and fascism and communism and socialism. And, you know, socialism was kind of a dirty word, when, it, at least when it was imposed on you by the government. Um, it was a forerunner of communism, and it seemed like that was something that didn't work. There were just no examples of it. And I've joked here on the show, there's really not a socialist hall of fame. Is there, I mean, is there an example of where this is working in the world? And and why why the push to that? I, I don't I don't get it logically at all.
4: You know I think you're right. There's no socialist hall of fame. It would be a pretty empty hall if there was one. I think we're looking right now in Venezuela at the results of uh, socialism. We're seeing a country on the brink of collapse that needs uh, Russian soldiers, foreign soldiers, to prop up the government. Now, in terms of why is it becoming popular here? I think what the Democrats are tr- essentially trying to sell is a free lunch. Now, I was always taught that there's no such thing as a free lunch, and I don't think there is. But what the Democrats are trying to tell the American people is, oh, trust us, we're going to give you all this free stuff, and you're not going to have to pay a dime. Well, that's simply not the case. I think if you look at all of their proposals, you see that they come with huge price tags. You don't pay for it at the register. You pay for it to come tax day, and that's the unfortunate part.
2: So here's the big question, Adam, and we've asked it on this show a number of times, do even the... Does even the opposition party, I'll put the whole party, not individuals, does the opposition party truly believe what they claim they believe? The New Green Deal is an example. We say on this program, and it's a biblical truth as well, if you want to know what somebody really believes, you have to watch what they actually do, not what they say. We can all say one thing and do another, but we we end up living out what we really believe. So the New Green Deal comes up for a vote, and even people who co-sponsored it didn't vote for it. So it looks like to me, if I thought the world was going to end and we had to do major things right now or we're all dead in 12 years and we have um, you know, one of our, our, our fellow uh, members of our party comes up with uh, the kind of Green Deal that we all keep screaming we need to have in order to save the earth and they get a chance to vote on it and politically they do not find it to be expedient so they don't. So they can't really believe it then.
4: Yeah, you know, I think the Democrats are, are kind of adrift right now. I don't think they know what they believe. I think you're exactly right. I think you have a bunch of people just trying to scramble around and throw something against the wall, hope it sticks. This new Green Deal was something – I mean, this, this is the world we live in now where, where Chuck Schumer, the leader of the Democrats in the Senate, called it a political stunt to have a vote on their primary piece of policy, the New Green Deal. He he called it a political stunt (laughs) to have a vote on it. It's like the president president saying, oh, no, don't vote on my tax cuts. That's a political stunt. Well, unlike the Democrats, the the president stands behind what he says. We did have a vote, and he got those tax cuts. And the the facts are that the Democrats not only don't have the votes for a New Green Deal, they won't even vote for a Green New Deal. So it's hard to know what they actually believe.
3: Adam, could you believe the New Green Deal when you actually saw it? The first time did you
2: think you were being punk?
3: I, I, I thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like a Saturday Night Live skit that we were being given an advanced copy of. I mean, I couldn't believe that grown adults, much less someone representing uh, in elected to Congress could even put that on paper.
4: Well, you know, I knew there was trouble right from the beginning when they put out all this material on it, and then immediately said, "Oh no, that's not our material. We must have been hacked, or that was old material. That was draft material." They put up all these, uh, you know, frequently answered or frequently asked questions. All this material to say this is what the Green New Deal means, because if you look at the legislation, it doesn't say a whole lot. So they had to kind of explain what it meant. And then as soon as people started poking around and they started getting tough questions, they said, "Oh no, we don't actually believe that." They had to back away from the explanations of what they believed even before they were willing to vote on it. I mean, these people were all over the map from the beginning. I thought it was more like the twilight zone. I didn't know quite what was going on.
2: We're talking to Adam (laughs) Kennedy, uh, deputy director of communications and assistant to the president. Uh, So is it the best thing for the Trump administration that uh, that Ms. Cortez continue to talk and continue to run and continue to put – legislation forward and and behind in places as jack nicholson said you don't talk about it parties do the democrats wish you would go away
4: (laughs) you know it's it's hard to tell because i think there's a major divide within a democratic party i think you have a lot of new members of congress a lot of uh people in the grassroots who support AOC, who support uh, Omar, who support this more radical fringe of their party. And then I think you have the older and the more, out, more kind of out-of-step leaders who are just trying to hold on to power. So I think you have a major, major divide in the Democrats right now, and I'm not sure how they're going to bridge that.
2: Adam, thanks for being with us today. We appreciate you taking time. I know you've got a lot going on, and uh, hopefully it won't be the last time you're on the program. Um, I hope hope not as well. Thank you guys for having me on. Not a problem. Adam Kennedy, Deputy Director of uh, Communications and Deputy Assistant to the President, talking about all the items that are out there right now. These are interesting times. And uh, for the Trump administration, everything seems to be falling into place right now. We'll be back. More of the Rick and Bubba Show coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.
5: Listening to the Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest bad men alive.
2: Twenty-two minutes passed. Your phone calls coming in. Skunk Baxter's on the line. At 866, we be big. Hannah out of Alabama will get us started. Hannah welcome to Rick and Bubba. Thank you for your patience. Go right ahead. Um Love your
6: show. Thank you for everything you did for the kingdom. Thank you. Um Listen, I apologize if this is something that's already been covered, but it's just been something I've been wanting to ask for a while. Um, The new Green Deal or the Green New Deal, whatever. um, Did did that include, you know, she wanted to ground airlines and stuff like that. Now, does that include the military, the Humvees, the tanks? What about that? And also. I'm I'm curious to know, as much as, I mean, every time I see her on TV or hear a soundbite, I just have to walk away because I cannot even handle it. See, I'm kind
2: of the other end of the spectrum. I, I can't see her enough. Yeah. I mean, it's it, every, every time I, I see her, I get excited and I'm angry if I'm in a hurry and can't stop and listen. But, but, but well, entertaining. It, just, it
6: drives me crazy, but it's often like watching a train wreck. It is, but which, which just,
2: is why I love it. Yeah. You know, it's that weird side it's where you're watching Green something. Deal. Yeah. it's
6: yeah. When the new Green Deal didn't happen, so what in the AOC is she going to come up with next? <laughs> well,
3: Hannah, here I can't, I can't wait. I mean, honestly, I
2: ain't, like I check every day to see if she
3: said something again. Hannah, I I will point to answer your question about the airplanes. I will point to history, okay? And we have a long uh, bit of history we can look at as far as the way governments have acted. There is a thing, and you hear it referred to, called the ruling class. Mm -hmm. And they are the Mm -hmm. people who want to govern the rest of their citizens. Historically, and it doesn't matter what form of government, they will start out saying anything they take away from the citizens, that they're glad it's gone and they take it away too. But then they tend to add it back for themselves after uh, it's gone. Always, always. And, and, and I'm, I'm not talking about just the U.S. And I'm not talking about just 2019. You can go back and look through all of history and you see a version of this that continues to, to go on. We saw it with communism. You know, when, uh, when Castro went in in Cuba, it was all about the workers, the people. Oh, yeah. And then, but, but look where the Castros live. They didn't live with the people. No. They lived up on the mountain in the mansions uh, that used to be owned by the very people they were being critical of. Right. So it, it always comes back to that again, th- those who can get what they can a- in any form of government. And that's kind of why the United States is a little bit unique in that, because we we have some ability to limit that through our free elections. but. Again, I I promise you Congress would be exempt from any airplanes being grounded, just like they're exempt from the crappy health plan they pass for everybody. Okay? Does that make sense? Do you see if they do it for health care, they'll do it for airplanes, just like they have different rules uh, and had for a long time about paying minimum wage. They would make everybody else pay a certain minimum wage, then they would pay less to their people. They were exempt from it. They're exempt from the health care. They're exempt from this. They're exempt from that. So they would be exempt from this also. That is your answer if you look at history. Right, and, and what you said about the military, because you specified Does she think about
2: the military needs for airplanes and things that you know produce, in their worldview, a lot of carbon emissions. Remember, don't forget the mentality of a Democrat in general, a, a really far-left Democrat, and then add to that that she's 29 years old. Okay, so put all that together and and you find that not only do all Democrats have the mentality of children in modern day, I I guess there's some exceptions, but if they're really far left, the the kind of people Bubba's talking about, who really believe that socialism will work. Now, to Bubba's point, they're either smart enough or somebody, the, the people around them that are kind of propping them up realize that the great thing, the only thing that socialism works for is the ruling class, to Bubba's point that he just made. So I won't reiterate that point, but I promise you, that the Cassio Kid Cortez is of the world, you realize I have two children that are that are the same age as her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I can assure you there, you know, I love my children. I don't always approve of my children or agree with my children that, that have become adults, but I love them and they're hard workers and they get after it. And I certainly, you know, know that they that they've done well, they work hard, they get after it. But they do not have wisdom yet because it's impossible. You know, keep in mind, a person that's trying to decide what this country should do is the same age of my son that wanted to move to a new state, but is yet to get his tag in line with the state where he now lives. <laughs> that's something that had not crossed his mind yet, because that's one of those things that you don't really think about at that age, you know what I mean? But he's got to figure out how to do that. I promise you, if you looked at crazy eyes, Cassio Kid Cortez, when she brought this up and said, well, what about the military? You know, we have to be able to defend ourselves. Are, you gonna, are we going to take away their planes, too? that she probably looked at them and I promise you that thought never came in her mind it never entered her mind remember what we said earlier the far left in this country are like little children who want a pony they have no idea how much a pony costs they don't know where ponies come from they don't know how to feed a pony they don't know what a barn costs they don't know they don't know what the veterinarian bills on a pony costs they have no idea by golly they just want a pony and that's the way children think and and so she hasn't remotely thought about the military impact of the new Green Deal if she'd got it. And here's the thing I want to want to ask the question. I asked Bubba this in the break. Based on the vote we just had, is there anybody other than Cassio Kid cortez who truly thinks the Green Deal is the right thing for this country and for the world? Apparently not, because not one voted for it. Not one. So is there anybody else in our country that thinks the new Green Deal is the way to go other than her?
3: Well, there was a bunch of them standing with her when she introduced it. Well, they, they didn't vote for it. Well, I, I just wonder if any of them read it before they went out there and I, stood behind her. So just to just to answer the
7: question, so on February the 9th, of course, our, our president, I think it is very important for the Democrats to press forward with their Green New Deal. It would be great for the so-called carbon footprint to permanently eliminate all planes, cars, cows, oil, gas, and the military.
2: And even the if, military.
7: Even if no other country would, would do the same. Brilliant. They were questioned on that, pushed on it. Where did you get that? That's not in the... AOC's plan, evidently there's another Green Party who has a Green New Deal that would eliminate certain forms of the military bases well, and, Rick, and we things like that. We so wouldn't need the military. AOC's is not in there right. because she hadn't thought of it. Right. She, she didn't think of it. Bubba. Rick, yeah. Rick and Bubba.
8: Pass
3: the gravy,
2: please. Rick and Bubba.
8: Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees.
2: Thirty-five minutes past the hour, Rick and Bubba, we're back. We've talked a lot. As a matter of fact, I just talked with one of the guys in the uh, in the golden ticket seats um, that uh, that goes to to church near here in Birmingham, and I was having a little fun. Uh, it was a church that I had the honor of doing a, a little interim uh, preaching, um, and and during that process, got to know some of the folks on the staff there, and they were talking about their men's ministry and. Uh, one of the guys on staff there, who's the worship leader, he and I cut a, a funny little video about men's ministry that I, I put out on Twitter and out there, and we're having a little fun with that. Men's ministry, obviously, is. Um, I was laughing about the difficulty of men's ministry because you know Babylon B has a blast with this too. They had a headline one time: "Men's Ministry Canceled Due to Just Overall Disinterest," and uh, so so but from the men. Uh, but anyway, so we uh, it, it's a hard hill because it, it is the most important ministry in the church. The adversary certainly uh, believes that, and it's time for the church to start believing that. And thankfully, there is kind of a movement going right now again. I guess the last time we saw something like this was Promise Keepers, but it kind of got too big and, and kind of overwhelmed itself. And now there's a little different strategy that we're putting into a lot of churches, and we're seeing it produce some, some great fruit. It, 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 you know what? Because at the heart of all this, Men, the biggest problem with men is they just haven't been discipled from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity. But you also need a place to start, and a lot of times these events can be places to start, and there's none better than the Gridiron Men's Conference. Uh, I've had the honor of being part of it many times. We'll be be back again next summer. Uh, This summer it's back. Uh, I I won't be part of it as far as a speaker, but they've got a great lineup. Tony Evans, uh, I look forward to our interview with him again, Bubba. Always an honor. Uh, Country music singer-songwriter Josh Turner. Uh, James Merritt, great pastor out of Atlanta, comedy of Michael Jr., Jake Olson will be there, Phil Waldert will be speaking. If you'd like to get your group together to come to Birmingham, Alabama for Father's Day weekend, you'll be in there Friday night, half a day on Saturday, and you'll be back home in time for Father's Day. Go to com. That's com or com under the sponsors. All right, so um, some of the things going on. I, I'll, can I say one more thing, and then we'll move into this mm-hmm. on the last topic? And, and this really is true. Because I can, I can just hear that there's people out there going, well, there's Rick and Bubba again beating up on young people. I want you to know that we're not. You know why? We were young people once as well, and we had the same issues. Okay, this is not some, you know, where, the, the and it was, we, we did it, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, we're talk, talking about men's ministry. We're doing a Bible study here, and Steve Farrar made a great statement. Uh, he said, the, the thing I think people don't understand is talent is God-given. You know, and, I, and I'll just – I'll push this on myself. That way nobody says, you know, you point pointing fingers at anybody else. So I really believe from the ways that things have gone on that God gave me some abilities that were just from him, okay? And one of them is I've never had an issue. I, I needed to learn how to, to hone it in. But I've always had a God-given ability to be in this business. It didn't come from me. I didn't – wor- it, just, it, just, it just happened to be there. And that's really nothing to celebrate. Talent really isn't anything to celebrate. Because all it is is a gift. I mean, just be thankful for it, but you don't have anything to do with talents you have. They were given to you or they weren't. And then you can develop those talents and maximize them. But you there's some, you know, I, like I can't help certain things that I just wasn't gifted to do. There's nothing I can do about it. So, But here's the difference. But wisdom and character is actually earned and produced and worked on. So there's no way for you to have wisdom and character. That's not God-given. That, that that has to be worked on. And the only way you can really get wisdom and you can really build character and build integrity is through you actually honing it, working on it, learning as you go. So I may have had the talent to do what we're doing now from God a long time ago, but I certainly didn't have the wisdom and character to know how to use it. I, I had to learn that. And, and I'm still learning that, still making mistakes, still working through that. So that's all we're saying is that, you know, that when you're a certain age, it's really impossible for you to have, be very far along on building your character and wisdom because that's work. That takes time. That, that takes experiences. That takes all of that. Got, you know, talent, people get so fired up about talent. I know a lot of people that have a lot of God-given talent, and they're not worth a flip. You know why? Because they've
3: never worked on the other stuff yeah. that's not God-given that actually has to be worked on and produced. Yeah, I, I don't think you should be offended by that. I, I used to tell my kids, um, had this discussion several times, more of a tech example. Uh, you know, you you your brain is like a computer processor. And there's some that are faster than others, and there's some that can handle more data than others. Mm-hmm. But as you grow, that computer gets to its full potential. You can you can handle more, you can think more, you can move faster. But the other part of that is you have to have a hard drive to go to reference data Mm -hmm. to look at and compare things to so you can make decisions. And when you're young, your hard drive is just bare. Mm -hmm. You don't have a lot in there. So you you make decisions, you learn from those, and it just makes sense that a computer that had a a big database Mm -hmm. to draw information from would process things better than one that didn't. So you have to build up your database as you go, and you're going to make mistakes. Everybody realizes that, but there's no way that a computer with a limited database can, can process stuff like one with a big database. Right. And, and it just takes time. There's no way you can – I wish I could pour into my kids my life experiences so they could make good decisions. Well, you can't do that. All you can do is tell them about it, and then they're going to wait it on their own, and they're going to learn as they go, wow dad was right about that or for a while they're going to think dad doesn't know what he's talking about until they see the consequences of their decisions and then like me too and i'll I'll put it this way you know i thought my mom was out of touch when i was a teenager but she seemed to get much much wiser when i got about 25 right yeah well and 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 that's just it i mean it's it's just and i know some people saying well you know
2: look look at the case of solomon in the bible he had the god-given talent And God given gift that he was given, but he messed up and did the wrong things with. Why? Because he didn't work on how it's supposed to be used, and uh, and didn't figure that out till he got to the end of his life. And what we need to do, which would be wise, see, I hate telling people that life is the best teacher because I found that life is actually a terrible teacher. (laughs) Well, you learned, but because because (laughs) you then you end up with something none of us want is that's regret. You know, I I remember one of the best things I heard uh, Rich Wingo say one time we we did a men's event together and he was there. And there were some younger men standing there. And I'm glad it was happening, but it, it was good and sad at the same time. And they were men my age and older, and they're at the altar after the message, and they're weeping so loud that they were—the they were, weeping and wailing was so loud, it was uncomfortable to listen to. And I remember that Rich Wingo walked over to a young guy who had come forward, and he's looking at this, and Rich, as an older man and wise, said, I want you to listen to the sound of this. What you hear is the sound of regret. That's what you hear. Now, what's wonderful is you're going to hear the sound of redemption, but what you're hearing these guys weeping about right now is regret that you don't need to put into your life. Learn from the older people now so you don't live with that same regret. The best teacher is the Bible, and the best teacher is wisdom. That's why the Bible says when you see somebody with gray hair, pay attention to it because you earn gray hair. That's why I'm not, I mean, gray hair is earned. I mean you look at Bubba and you can say that's something that has earned a lot. I tell you what, but, I'm on top of the mountain here. But, I but it's you know, raise your hand if, if just raise your hand across the country right now. If you're driving, uh-huh. keep a hand on the wheel. If you're in this room, raise your hand if you thought something when you were young that when you're older now you realize you were wrong. Okay. All right. yeah, One thing. Yeah, the hands are everywhere. <laughs> so so that's not a dig. I know sometimes people don't like it, and it's okay to let young people know that they don't know certain things and you need to teach it. I had to be taught. We all have to be taught, and that that character and that integrity and that kind of stuff that that's learned. That that's not like a God given talent. Yeah. Somebody says, "Well, I can, I can, I can I'm, I'm really talented." Well, that don't mean anything until you learn how to use it. And and learning how to use it has to be learned. You know, like our dad used to say about talented football players that didn't have character. He said they lay awake at night thinking of ways to get you beat. Yeah. What good are they if they don't have character? Because they they're gonna do that character is gonna come back to haunt you somewhere no matter how fast they can run or how far they can throw the ball or kick it, yeah you know. So anyway, all right. So talking about sports, but what what's this thing with the with with renaming? Well,
3: you know we have we have venues that are iconic in our history, uh, and you also have you see in sports now a lot of uh, teams and schools they they sell naming rights to their stadium. Well, there's one that is causing a, a bit of a, a ruckus, Rick. The University of Southern California, they have sold the naming rights to the L.A. Memorial Coliseum, and they're being criticized as dishonoring the historic stadium's uh, dedication as a memorial to soldiers who fought and died in World War I. The University of Southern Cal, which got control of the L.A. Coliseum via the L.A. Memorial Coliseum Commission several years ago, and is also the home field for the uh, USC Trojans, has sold the naming rights to United Airlines. And the the rumor is that the Coliseum will be known as the United Airlines Memorial Coliseum. Mm. They can sell the naming rights all they want. People are still going to call it the L.A. Coliseum. I mean, they always have.
2: But if, yeah. if Memorial's still there, what have they really changed if there's well, still a memorial? They say I think, it's disrespectful? Because they sitting there? Well, last, I time, just, last time
3: I flew, flew on United, <laughs> I find it disrespectful <laughs> yeah,
1: <that's> as well. <laughs> but the, yeah,
3: huh. I think, Rick, they just don't like the name being tampered with. But I would tell them to. to and look, I, I understand both sides of this argument. It, it is such an iconic place. You think about everything that has happened there, the events we have seen. We had, uh, we've had two Olympics there. We've had two Super Bowls there. It has been the home for multiple pro football teams, the USC Trojans. You think about all the people who've played there. Um, it also has been a place of other events. JFK, his acceptance speech for the 1960 Democratic presidential nomination happened there. Pope John Paul II uh, conducted Mass there. Nelson Mandela has spoke there and numerous other Didn't things. Didn't Evel Knievel jump there one time? I'm sure he did. It well, can, like I'm I remember sure it coming he did. Can,
2: can't step. all that still happen? Just well, Who cares if it's called United Airlines well, Memorial Day?
3: He, here, here's the thing, though. This thing is 100 years old. I'd be more embarrassed to be tied to the city of Los Angeles. It, yeah, It's 100 years old, and they are going oh. to re uh, uh, redo the whole thing. They're going to renovate it to the cost of $270 million. 69 million of that came from the renaming of the stadium. That's where it came from. There you go. Well, it's got to need some work, dude. you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's iconic. And you always, you get in that battle of, hey, it's old. Do we keep fixing it? Or do we start a new one? Do we tear it down? But I think it'll always be known as the as the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Maybe they need to say presented by American Airlines or American Airlines presents. Are united. You know? Or American, United, whoever it is. <laughs> you know, that's it. Rick a-
5: and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.
2: Eight minutes to the top of the hour. you got the Rick and Bubba show. Thanks for being with us.
9: I'm going to take a freight train down at the station, Lord.
2: As we, as we make our way back, a uh, couple of things. First of all, Bubba, to, to end that story, but I will tell the people who are upset in, in Los Angeles, which I, it's odd to me that anybody in Los Angeles is upset. I'm, I'm actually kind of hopeful when I hear that somebody in Los Angeles would be upset about making sure we're still honoring our veterans. Oh, I know. That actually know.
3: makes me feel good. But well, um, I, I see both sides of the argument, but I, I think the naming thing is something that is a part. I, I think it's a good thing. I really do. I think it's a great way to raise money. It's a great way to advertise. But I think there's some venues, because of their history, that you're never going to successfully rename. And I know it's aggravating when they keep changing the names right, of them right. uh, year to year and all that. Oh, I hate
2: it when the Titans got away from Adelphia. Is that, oh, no. Did that company go out of, of business? Adelphia, I guess Is that no. company uh, go under? But I'm going to tell you what, I, I, that used to be so cool. You know. Uh, the strength of the Titans. I, I think they're going the to have to. Of
3: I think they're going to have to modify it for the L.A. Coliseum. I, mean, I just think you're going to have to call it the L.A. Memorial yeah. Coliseum. United. Brought to you by, and and they're just got to, to put a memo out and say, look, when you say that, say, brought to you by United Airlines or whoever. Well, I'll go to this. Let me tell you all the taxpayers this. Let me tell you what
2: you can't have. You can't have it both ways. You can't. You can't cry that we got to give tax dollars or raise money for the re- renovation. And then they said, well, we could get nearly $70 million of it from the advertising. Yeah. And they go, well, no, we don't want no advertising, but don't ask us for the money. You can't have it both ways. Either use advertising to raise the money, which I would prefer as a taxpayer, by the way, uh, or you got to come off your hip. Yeah.
3: It's one right. of the other. You, you know, one of the things you or don't— Or just leave it like it is. You don't <laughs> see them selling as much, or maybe I haven't seen— they need to sell the name to the parking lot. I think that would be, you know, more people would be talking about the parking lot anyway. That's true. Hey, know, where are you going to park? I'm going over to the United Airlines section. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, probably get a little cheaper too. Yeah. You know, I, a lot of, no, I don't them, think there's enough
2: revenue. Do I want to sponsor to the parking lot? People are not happy there. A lot of them, <laughs> them default to, they'll name the stadium,
3: then they'll name the field. Right. You yep. know, we have a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Sure. But I, well, I s- name everything you can. Oh, yeah. You know? right. I right. I wish there was a concession stand named after me. I'd love that. You That's know, you fair. Fair. So by always, golly, there should be. <laughs> there should be. But I, Look, if I wondered, check out first. Will you see to that, please?
2: Done. <laughs> if USC, you know, especially when they were owning it, and I always thought, well, they
3: play in it, I know it's a nice historic place, but it's, it's a 100 year old stadium. Yes. You always wonder why they didn't have, build a new one. Well, I think mm-hmm. because of where it is and the history. You know, we went to the Rose Bowl, which That's is over in Pasadena. Old- it is. It's very old, but we the section we were in had, renovated had did, had been redone, and it was awesome. Yeah. the The thing about the Rose Bowl that shocked me, and I, I haven't been to it a lot, so pardon me if you have, have and I'm looking at it incorrectly, but it was. Sorry, we just well, saw a highlight oh. that was. Video. <laughs> I thought I thought I said something. No, no, no. <laughs> you thought you said you <laughs> yeah. dropped the you? We, didn't we drove through a neighborhood <laughs> to get there. Yeah, it w- and I'll tell you what it's like. So y'all can relate. It's exactly like driving through Vestavia up here to get over to Highway 280, and you drive through all that, and boom, there's a neighbor. There's a there's big a stadium. Stadium. there's Coliseum. a big stadium down in a field in between two mountains, huh. and it. Is, I mean, it's really cool. It's a pretty. Area. The, the venue around that thing is just unbelievable, and the way the sun sets, and you see yeah. snow-covered mountains, and. All of that, but it, it was a handle getting there. It really was. I mean, you literally went through a two lane road. So you don't have a big stop major signs highway. on it. No, the way we went, you didn't. So, but it was so so cool when you got there. And they'd redone it. They had an escalator going up, and they had these murals of these great moments that had happened at the Rose Bowl. And you see all these historic players. And I mean, it was really really nice. And and I know they were renovating more of it at the time. But. Let's talk parking. Uh, they had a lot of parking. Good. It was, it was like in the middle of a pasture hmm. and there's a, this was what I thought was odd. And I, I think I mentioned this to y'all when we came back, there's a golf course next to it and they let people park on the golf course Ooh. for the game. <laughs> so, I mean, you like, you drive up and you're parking on a, a green. I, I thought, well, that, that can't be good for the green. I don't think it's good for the green. No, probably not. Uh, but, but it was so big. You could have parties out there. You There's know, the, b- look at that shot. Both teams had their wow, had an area God. fenced off where they were having a pep rally on different sides, so it, it was really a, a is, neat venue. I, I would say this: if you've never been to the Rose Bowl and you get a chance to go, you need to go see a game, even if your team's not playing. I would um, just go the game.
2: Just go. yeah. Because one thing: some of the modern stadiums, guys. Do y'all not ever take an account that people need to park somewhere? <laughs> I mean, you got to think that through. I mean, people, if you're going to bring tens of thousands of people to a place. Yeah. Most of them are coming in some sort of vehicle. Yeah. And you got to have somewhere to put them, these yeah. vehicles. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, because, you know, most people like to go to stadiums and it not feel like they've, they, they've accomplished something, like, you know, they've climbed to the top of Everest. They'd like for it to be a pleasant experience. Uh, you know, you don't want to have to say I survived yeah. going to a game at fill-in-the-blank stadium. That is beautiful. That is very nice. They let you park out there on that green stage out there? I'm telling you, people
3: parked on that golf course, and I thought I was looking around going, surely this is a fight. (laughs) They probably kept them off the actual greens. Helms, I'm telling you, people were parked everywhere, and you're walking between cars. You go, well, this looks like a green here.
7: Surely not. Did you putt once? You may have to walk over one. I'm telling you, they were
3: everywhere. What if you got
2: stuck in a bunker? But it does seem (laughs) odd that the way golf course – People act about the golf yeah. course that you'd let people park on one period. Yeah.
3: I, I know. I Prom- hear. I hear me saying that the, the Rose Bowl, there's no, Trump, Trump, no, I believe true. they parked on no, the golf course. I, I just can't
2: believe they would let them do it
7: on a
3: green. I can't believe not that even they a have box. a golf course there and let people park on it. Yeah, that's I just mean, that uh, the
2: Rose Bowl yeah. was there, but, and it said sure if y'all want to have a golf course. I but mean the Rose Bowl out, Trumps it. Yeah, yeah. And it outshines the golf course. By the so way, we're going to park on. By here. the way, there's there's got to be a very very annoyed groundskeeper. There. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he can't. And I bet he's fit to be
3: tied. <laughs> Rick, they oh. wouldn't even let you park on Stony Brook, you know, come on.
2: <laughs> it's inside, but it's good. <laughs> hey, it's looking good, <laughs> hey, <it's looking> good. <laughs> That other day. Oh, no. It's <laughs> kind of sad. Is that, is that looking dandy? Look, there they Look are. Look at that. Is that where you parked? There I didn't right park there We because
3: we came in on the bus, but we went to, you know, like a pet rally down on one yeah. end and we had to walk through this. And I'm like, this looks like people are parked on the golf course. They're clearly parked on the golf course. They are. And yeah. you see how they're lined up. They the, the rows that they go in and out, I mean, that is the whole golf course. They're, they're not parked in the rough. <laughs> I mean, I thought. Yeah, they are in the fairway. I said, whoever, whoever keeps this up, man, this is a tough course. Yeah, there. there's
2: a groundskeeper. that, Especially if you get mad when your team loses and you spin out on the way Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're driving mad. What about when you're leaving the game driving mad? Oh, mad. <laughs> top of the hour. If uh, you're leaving us, have a great weekend. We'll chat with you, Lord willing, on Monday. If you have more Rick and Bubba today, uh, we'll do a top of the hour break. and More will continue right after this.
5: Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and
1: Bubba. I can too.
5: Two conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Spike.
2: Six minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba show from the Broadcast Plaza teleport. As we start the hour, Helmsy... The real Greg Burgess here, Speedy and Adler out. They'll both be back on Monday. Blaze TV still an option this hour. Drooby-dooby-doo. Jalen Fruithurst helping with that. Also taking your phone calls, Rick and Bubba intern, Skunk Baxter, working on his degree uh, in Common Sense, which has now become a, a superpower. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Busty. Rick, glad
3: to be here, and thank all of you for joining us as well.
2: Bubba, uh, what's well, going on here? Well, we funny. big
1: rock singers, oh, news got here. golden fingers, and and we the we Nicholas love Cage everywhere story. we go. Oh. Oh. Like oh. 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 We sing about
9: beauty, and we sing
1: about truth. truth
9: ten thousand dollars a show that's right we take all kind of pills that give us all kind of thrills but the thrill we've never known
3: never knew
9: is the
5: thrill that'll get you when you get your picture, picture on the cover of the rolling
1: stone. rolling
9: stone wanna see my picture on the cover rolling stone. wanna buy five copies for my mother <laughs> I wanna see my smiling face Do we all admit, no
2: matter I'm, you don't have to be a fan or anything, but there's always intrigue with Nicolas Cage. There, you know, there, there's I,
3: always a Nicolas Cage intrigue. I, I like him as an actor. Rick. Odd, I, I mean, I, he's not like I give him a pass list, but no. I always seem to enjoy. If I see he's in a movie, I'll always give it a shot.
2: I love the National Treasure stuff, yeah, and, and the, the, there's a couple of movies I can't think of the names of that <laughs> yeah. I really like. It is interesting that this particular story. You know how you you always you're always interested on what reference they'll use when somebody has a big catalog. Yeah, which one? he's got a huge catalog. Well, Craig, guess, this is, what's what they call him? The face-off star. Yeah. Face-off. <laughs> see, I think Con Air. Uh, uh, yeah, I of, do of, too. Of, of all the things. What about National Treasure? Yeah, the National know, Treasure probably should have been it. It's probably the most well-known by the most people, right? Here's the thing about Nicolas Cage. What he'll be he in, in a big-money blockbuster, and he'll be in something that you've never Some heard of. Some level movie. I mean, he yeah. will he not turn all. the movie down. Well, you see, he's been married four times. Well, that's about to say. I'm going to tell you why. Is because uh, hmm. Nicholas Cage now for the fourth time. Now this one is even dicier than the three prior, because this time he's calling for an annulment four days after he got married. Now look, don't forget it. I don't, four, think, four I don't think we did the story, but earlier this week the story was he was drunk at the where they were getting yeah. married at. Yeah, well, yeah. That, Greg, and he was that, hollering stuff out and carrying on at, at yeah. the Justice of Peace wherever they were. I'm not sure where they were. But Greg, his entire catalog, they referred the to rock The Rock is what I was thinking about. As the, that's a good one. Too. That's the it one I was. Good. I don't that know why I said one. Con Air, but I was. The Rock is what uh, I my was. My wife, man. for some reason, watch anytime Con Air, and that's some not like her. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I, I've come in, she watches Con Air every time it's on. Well, probably. I don't do, know why. Do probably really, she knows, probably because she knows who the character's boys Yeah, well, that's true. The great you, Tommy Digby. <laughs> Don't get me started on Tommy Digby. <laughs> I love him. Are we supposed yeah. to even be talking about that? Nope. No.
3: I knew it was going to come up. Yeah, but that, that
2: is—you can't that, bring that's up to that Lynch. movie.
3: I know, I know. And Speedy's do, twin, Cyrus the Virus. Right. right? Do you do you realize who else he's been married to? I mean, he's been married a lot. I From, forgot about. I read the one about Lisa Marie, and I, completely, I forgot about Lisa Marie Presley because it didn't last long. Did wow. It? Well, he—I think they made it a whole three months. Hey, that's better three, than but but Michael Jackson. Uh, here,
2: here comes the only list they offer us. Uh, Patricia Arquette, which that one seemed to be one one of his longest, nineteen ninety five to two thousand one. That's record.
3: Rick, six years for Nicolas Cage is a lifetime.
2: Then y'all hit with Lisa Marie Presley that we all forgot I about. I forgot all about. They that. got married in two thousand two and Bubba or Greg one or whoever said it, y'all were right. They did the secret wedding in Hawaii. It rocked on for ninety days.
3: Yeah. Nicholas, do you think you just have to marry people? You, know. you should be married longer than you can get a payday loan for. Exactly. You know, really should. That should be
2: a requirement. He, he also went on to marry Alice <laughs> Kim, a waitress working at a restaurant that he frequented.
3: Okay. Yeah, now, that would probably what a great decision. What you have to love about Nicholas, you have, what you have to love about him, he will marry movie star oh. famous <laughs> or the local waitress. He ha- a, he's all over the road. Right he's there. not out there trying to hit a home run and make a bunch of money. I mean, he just he he went from the king of rock and roll's daughter, right, and, to a wait- and Michael Jackson's ex-wife. Yes, which, which don't, is strange. Don't forget
2: that. <laughs> Whatever you do,
3: yeah. Yeah. but I, I like him in any movie. I don't know why. I'm just, he's just and one it, of those guys I like. But apparently, now the
2: stories make sense. Y'all did a story in
3: the kickoff. Did y'all do the kickoff hour or not?
2: Uh uh-uh. uh We didn't do the story, so none of us did. Nicholas Cage, they said, was drunk. At yes. a, it's a Las Vegas wedding.
3: Yeah, they show him, in the, they show him in the sole... line going to get the yes. marriage license, and, he, and he's drunk.
2: Well, he's and got that, some bizarre jacket on. He, he he sobered up and has now asked for an annulment <laughs> after four days of being married uh, to Erica. And I can't say her last name. I don't know. A what, whole but,
3: four days. A whole
2: four days. And he's saying, if y'all won't, he said, if you won't give me an annulment, I'll just go for divorce again. But this is why oh Nicholas Cage is can be in a blockbuster or a B movie all in the same week. Yeah, he owes so much. It, this, and I hate to say this, and and I don't. It, it seems selfish because. We know that, that marriage should not be treated this way, but it's one of the things that's kept the Eagles together, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, when, kept when you on know, the road to pay for all them wives. Don Henley, is, every time he got divorced, you knew the Eagles were going back on the road.
3: Yeah, you two and, were coming out.
2: Right. So, uh, but anyway, it's it's not the way we want it to no, happen. No, no, it shouldn't so, be that way, really. It shouldn't be that So, way. in this
3: particular case,
2: basically, be, he said, I sobered up and realized, what have I done? Bingo. Yeah, bingo. Yeah.
3: bingo. But you know what? It may give him the idea for a new movie called Vegas Marriage. There right. you go.
2: He's got leaving Vegas. Now, in granted, Vegas.
3: that that plot has been in a lot of movies. Okay. I got. Oh, it. but it nice. looks like he played it out perfectly. Can, can he's I, been in, him and Kevin Bacon? I want to know who's in the most
2: movies between the two of them. I'll go this far. movies. You know, let's talk about modern well, day. Let's, let's look Mod, it up. Let's talk about modern day. If you go to your your Netflix, your Apple, your Amazon Prime's, your Hulu's. <laughs> You know, they offer an option that you just put in the actor oh, or actress's okay. name. Yeah, I don't think they have the memory. I, I, th- to hold I, I, I think if you put names like Nicolas Cage in, they just come back to you and say, we'll give you what we can find. Hey, y'all that, forgot we, about Ghost Rider. We, we, oh, yeah. Ooh. Greg, I don't believe they can produce all the movies they're in. I think they'd say there's we got well, there's only so much streaming we can do.
7: To, to no and, surprise. And like say, he'll
2: go big budget, low budget. Don't it matter. don't matter.
7: And, Greg, you can, you can relate don't to this. Don't forget when Rick. he got in
2: the new Left Behind and how bad that was. Rick, I forgot about that. All right, go ahead.
7: Pilot. One of Mac Daddy's favorite movies oh. of all time. That's, that's, Nicholas, that's Helmsley's Helmsey's Nicholas dad, by pe- the way. Nicolas Cage played in. Start in and that is raising arizona so now, well, i oh, gotta yeah.
2: raise my hand yeah. on that one That's that a good is one. one of the funniest that, movies. that is a good yeah. movie go upstairs and get me a baby <laughs> golly guys it doesn't get much better than <laughs> that That movie. movie is fantastic y'all oh, rick i'll be taking these huggies and whatever cash you got in the register y'all, greg i mean yeah, so oh.
3: good so good y'all he was in moonstruck too Fast yeah, Times was, at Ridgemont High. Oh, that he was, was like it. early. Yeah. Moonstruck. Back 81 It's the first time he was in a movie. He's been in that, that, that long.
2: Remember, yeah. guys, he had a run where he was up there in the biggest names. I mean, he was only in the biggest movies. He had yes. that run. And you know he's, uh, his name is Coppola. He, he's from that family. He changed his name. Francis Ford Coppola, he's one of them. Really? Hey, yeah. look at you! You did your little body movement. Yeah. When you have I something, he nice. does. Yeah, I did. I got a little robot action I don't know Rick. if y'all heard this. Rick, I got certain body movements. When I think I got. <laughs> <certain>. uh, <laughs> okay. <well>. According,
3: <laughs> according, to That's IMDb, great. he is he is credited <laughs> in a hundred and sixty five. Unbelievable. That's a lot of movies. Eleven times as a thanks, one as a director, six soundtracks, and thirteen times as producer. But, see, you marry four oh. women, though, no, that still ain't enough. Nah. No. It still ain't enough.
2: Let, let's go back to this, okay? How mean, Kevin Bacon guy.
6: Oh, well, Let's Pull him up. Let's compare
2: no. the two. I, I, no, those the That's two a playoff. Guys, or, or, when you say yeah. a working actor, they oh, are working. The, boy, they're working. They're always working. Now, some of you in the audience may know this, and y'all can help me. There's a movie I really like of Nicolas Cage, and it may be one of my favorites, but I don't know the name of it. Okay. And that's the one where he <clears throat> he wakes up. And he's like he goes back. Oh yeah! And I'm not talking about the Peggy Sue. I'm not talking about the Peggy family Sue man. one. Yeah, because Peggy Sue when that was not I as didn't good. I like that. But I'm gonna tell you the Family Man. Family Man is a great movie. Yeah, and Don Cheadle is the yes, have, where he's the dad he doesn't have, remember being yes, the dad.
3: Yeah, yeah I, that is good. If y'all that. hadn't seen Family I Man. Haven't. It's good. Put put it down for this week. Yeah, that one goes good. on one of his upper ends. Ah, I got Kevin Bacon here. Let what about Gone in sixty out. seconds? I love that. Yeah. That's a good movie. That's a good movie, Greg. Man. You
2: know what you have? You have the Memphis it, Rain. Listen, you have the Nicolas Cage movies that you respect him as one of our our better entertainers. Then you have a movie you feel sorry for him in. Oh yeah, you and, know what I mean. And, got, and, and he gives I, you and he gives you both. There was one that I saw because, like you say, with with Amazon <laughs> Prime stuff now, I don't even know what the title was. Right, and and he was the is that main the one guy. is that the one Blake was in? You know, my son was in one with him. The, yeah, which one was your, that? Your, your nephew. He was in one where where he was against. There were Russians. Okay, there were I Russians seen after. That one, but you're and right. it has something to do with it. It, the first name. Time they put it out, it was named after what you call a Russian pistol. Yeah. Then they changed the name because nobody could pronounce the name. That's right. And they called it something else. And and it's one of those kind of movies where you look and all of a sudden my son's standing in the pool room and gets hit with a pewq or something by Nicholas yeah, Cage. Yeah, by Nicholas Cage. I, do it's, um, uh, I haven't seen that one yet. I don't think it's very good. I need. Mean, can you but, see Blake in it? Yeah, he's in it. Right, I know. Mean, yeah. They, I they refer the to these vomit. as self. I don't
3: know exactly how they classify that. Two hundred and twenty-eight credits to Kevin wow. Bacon. Yeah. So it's two twenty-eight to one sixty-one. Bacon's walking off with it. But, but I don't know. I don't stuff. know if that includes just him acting or somebody or referring to him or something. I don't. I don't know how they categorize it. Your phone calls are next. Lot of movies. More Rick and Bubba right after this.
5: Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.
2: Here we go, 21 minutes past the hour phone troll. Coming up next segment, we'll talk to... Max McLean, and uh, and some people say pronounce it Max McLean. We'll ask him, uh, and we'll talk about um, the C.S. Lewis on stage, uh, the most reluctant convert that's on tour. They they also have two other uh, great presentations that are on tour too, and you can we'll put a website and show notes. You can go check out. We'll talk to Max coming up next segment. All right, uh, to the phones we go. At the end of thirty seconds, you hear this. We'll start with Greg in Birmingham trolling, trolling, trolling.
1: The phone to trolling. Here
2: we come, phone trolling, phone troll. Hello, Greg. Welcome to Rick
1: and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, win play show. Nicholas Cage married Lisa Marie so he could get behind the ropes at Graceland and try on Elvis's jumpsuit.
2: <laughs> Straight up, <laughs> they're the same size. Check it out. That's funny. Ooh. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Ooh. And that boy, that you talk about him playing a rough character in that Leaving Vegas. Oh yeah, rough. He did. Played it well, though. To the phones we go. Joy, North Alabama. Joy, go ahead. Welcome to the program.
6: Hey, guys. Hey. Um, My husband and I actually got married in Vegas, and when we went to get our um, marriage license, there were signs posted all over that office saying that if you were under the influence or intoxicated, that they would turn you down. So I'm kind of wondering how he pulled that off.
2: Well, he's Nicolas Cage. That's how. It Uh, seemed like he was even drunk. Making jokes about how she was going to take half his money or something, really <laughs> in the store. Greg, oh, he, yeah, he showed out at at the thing. Uh, well, then she says it clearly says they'll turn you away. Right. If you, but it's, it's Nicholas Cage, Cage, Rick. He's leaving Las Vegas. Uh, right. By the way, he's annulling it four days later. He wasn't one of the. You remember the movie? I know Kevin Costner was in it when they would dress as Elvis and go <laughs> rob casinos. Was he in that? I don't think he was. Are we just putting that together with those Elvises parachuting in and leaving Las Vegas? Maybe, but you do. There, there was one; it was called something in Las Vegas, and they they would dress as Elvis and go. No, well, I remember. I think that. Kevin Costner was in. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, let's go to David. I don't know, out of Georgia. David, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Thirty seconds. Go ahead. Good morning, boys. How y'all doing? Fantastic, Great. loving it.
1: Hey, I, I love all the National Treasure movies. I own both of them. But if you said when you think Nicholas Cage, the first movie that comes to your mind for me, it's Gone in
0: sixty seconds for two reasons. Number one, he made it cool to talk to your car when you're having car trouble and act like it's a person. <laughs> and number two, you can name your car and it's
1: cool now. And I named my car before I even saw the movie. So, uh, so
2: you, know, no. I, I, you know, I haven't seen Gone 66. <laughs> it's That's a no, good it's movie. Good. You, is it you good? Would, like yeah. It. would I? Yeah, yeah, you would. You sure Robert about Eval's that? in it. Yeah, I'm not a big car movie guy. Who's it? Uh, well, who is, is it? it? I'm not either. That Rick. part, but. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's just got some pretty good characters. In all it. right, I'm in. Good storyline. Yeah, I don't remember. We're got, we're getting this big car heist, and we get bringing all these people that are specialist crooks on. How the, mm-hmm. It's pretty good. You like like it. like that? Those things. And the, unfortunately, the main actor just died not long ago. Those car movies, I can't. Fast oh, and Furious, five, I've never watched. Like I have that. no. no, no in, I have no, no interest no, no, no. in those. Don't whatsoever. think that.
7: Uh, what's the I movie, don't like car movies. What's the? What's the <laughs> movie is, with Brad good, this Pitt is better, y'all. and what's? Uh, Golly, Helms. The casinos, where they are robbing the casinos? Oh, Ocean's Eleven. All right, so think Ocean's Eleven but with cars. Yeah, okay, great. Think that. that too many cars? Too much car? No, 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 no.
2: Yeah, no you no. got a good – at the end you have one. got no interest in cars. you One fine. long chase at the end. All right. <laughs> uh, Carl – I'm, and I'm not gr- big into car chases. I'm not either. It, well, they going too long. Yeah. Carl yeah. in California. have a car chase. The only car chase I like, Smokey the Bandit. Oh, I watched <laughs> it. it was on the other day, Rick. You hear me? That's my favorite movie ever. Carl in California, go ahead. <laughs> I love
1: it. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is Carl Carl Speckler. You know, the, the reason why we let the cars park there on the uh, the, 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 the fairways is to keep the gophers out. You yeah. know, I'm I'm not the head groundskeeper. I'm the ground so know, groundskeeper. Oh. But you know, um, we got to you know keep away all the gophers out there. So, it's uh, Daddy
7: Shack. You know, yeah. It's not
1: a bad car, by the way.
2: That's not bad. See, now I can make fun of him. I thought it was somebody with challenges, and I can make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> Very easy. Well, that happens. That's happened on there. We go to Morgan. I
3: don't ever remember you pulling up. I don't either. <laughs> Morgan and Doha come on. News talk one oh three nine. I think you locked in, Ghost Rider. <laughs> go ahead, Morgan.
1: Hey boys, did y'all know Nicholas Cage has been in ninety plus movies since nineteen eighty one. That's more than two and a half movies a year. Oh
2: yeah, he got wow. on, like, Yeah, that's
3: incredible guy.
2: So if you look at his body of work, I know he didn't have as many as Kevin
3: Bacon, but look where he crunched them all. He crunched oh, no. them and maybe he, did, he stuffed them in. Well, but think about how long it takes window. to do a movie. If he's doing two and a half a year, I mean he just goes from seth to set. And I think the only person that's challenging him now is John Travolta. He's in more movies, than, and none of them are big. Like I say,
2: you'll well, you'll go to the south side of Birmingham. He's down there with a weird wig on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, he's down there every month. <laughs> hey, Greg, he Ro- is. Robert, he's made a friend here in town. I
3: heard he was <laughs> at Oak Mountain State Park. Uh, Robert in <laughs> Illinois,
2: go hey, ahead. That does,
8: I t- you know who's way, in that movie? Uh, yeah, I was
3: uh,
8: uh, talking about
3: Greg's movie that he's talking about with Kevin Costner.
1: I think it's called 3,000 Miles to Grace. That, well,
7: uh, that's it. Probably enough.
3: Doing the bank robberies or whatever.
2: Who's in the Old Mountain movie? Uh, the 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 kid that was the vampire. The kid that was the vampire. That the main character out. in Help the me. Twilight series. I, you think I watch that? Well, I'm just saying it's. I mean, it's a pretty popular guy, I guess. I, I guess. It's feminine so right popular, so popular, you don't know his name? No, I don't know his name. We continue. <laughs> Eight. I may be Raymond. Right, Robert something. <laughs> Greg, just just stop. <laughs> North I love West. when we try to point out snappers <laughs> and we don't know who they are. <laughs> I thought you were going to give me this now. I was going, man, that's awesome. <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't out there. Well, my daughter watched all that so, <laughs> when she was a teenager. So I, I, Eric <laughs> in Northwest Alabama. The key phrase there is your daughter. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Eric, go ahead. Uh, Wind
1: Talkers was my favorite. And yeah, probably the second one. favorite was Captain Corelli's Mandolin. I don't know that so one.
2: Man, I did, I uh, that. By the way, believe it or not, I saw that
3: one. Really? Can you believe man. that? Uh, I but saw it,
2: Wind Talkers Wind is good.
3: He's dedicated to the art, I'll tell you well, that. What was uh, Wind Rick, Talkers? I know another movie
2: that guy's War, in, I'm talking about. Okay. You see Water for Elephants? Yes. He's the, the the young doctor. Is he really? That's him. I'm going to tell you who I like is the ringmaster. Yeah, that one. that's a good movie. I like that actor and just about everything he's in. Yeah. <laughs> no idea his name is. Again, I don't know what his name is. I don't is. know who he is. We continue. <laughs> he's in Django. Robert Pattison, Greg. There he is. Everybody knows him. We continue. Uh, well, he's in this movie that Snake got killed. You don't know that. <laughs> I think he is. Troy, also in Illinois, checking in. Troy, go ahead.
1: Hey, guys. Good morning. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey uh, Nicholas Cage in Raising, Arizona. Check it out if you haven't seen oh, it. Oh, it's, it's the greatest ever.
2: You yeah, yeah, tell, yeah, that we, we think that may be the number one. Listen, I mean, that's as good as it gets. That movie, Rick, in, in my wheelhouse, is full of rednecks and white trash. and Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't get enough of it. It's like you've almost gone to heaven <laughs> on earth. When that guy and his wife bring their kids over to visit, and the kids are nuts, oh, yeah. and they're, <laughs> and they're right, fart on the wall. Oh, You know, <laughs> it's just funny. It is. It is. <laughs> and the two brothers that the <laughs> Great. John and Gullet. let's be honest. Give Holly Hunt something in there. Oh, well, she, she makes the fa- movie. She's fantastic. She makes the whole movie. She's fantastic. Oh, my God. But the combination of what he's doing and what she's doing is just gold. <laughs> it is. There's too many characters there. You, you know, when you, so you say, that right, right, that right there is coming together. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, no. sometimes it's awkward. All right, we'll be back. Speaking of uh, things you need to see, C.S. Lewis on stage, the most reluctant convert, is on the road. And we'll be talking with um, the man behind... Uh, these productions, and if you haven't seen them, there's a, there's three of them on the road right now. This is one of them, uh, an award-winning actor and founder and artistic director out of New York City. We'll talk to Max McLean Rick next. Rick and
5: Bubba, Rick and Bubba.
2: 35 minutes now past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, thank you for being with us. Uh, I talked about it earlier in the program, If you uh, are not familiar uh, with FPA, Rick, what in the world is FPA? It's Fellowship for Performing Arts. Here's what National Review says about them, uh, talking about the three productions that are out there. Uh, This production uh, comes to us from the Fellowship for Performing Arts, a group that presents great plays that incidentally uh, are underlain by Christian themes. If you're among those who complain that popular culture has turned away from Christianity... And moral grounding in general, you may place your money back where your mouth is by buying tickets for this strong and sobering piece or any of the other FPA offerings. That's from the National Review. Well, the man who uh, is uh, the founder and creator behind that, Max McLean, is standing by with us now. Max, welcome back to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you? Very good. Delighted to be heading back to Birmingham uh, in a couple of weeks. Well, the last time we talked, uh, and of course this is still uh, on the road in certain cities, is uh, C.S. Lewis, the Screw Tape Letters, uh, when right. it when it came through our part of the world. Thankfully, uh, through technology and the expansion of the network, we now cover uh, even more markets than the last time you were here. So, what I'm going to do is we're going to take the website fpatheater.com, put that in show notes today, and we certainly want to talk about the C.S. Lewis, the most reluctant uh, convert, and it coming into our home city, but. I want people to be able to go there and look to see any of uh, these productions. So you got three of them that are on the road in various cities at, on any given day, and uh, the Screw Tape Letters still out there. Uh, uh, a Man for All Seasons also out there, and of course C.S. Lewis, uh, the unlikely—I uh, mean, the most reluctant uh, convert—also all on the road at the same time. So make plans, look, see when one of these um, productions is in your city or near your city. And I encourage you strongly to go out and see them. Uh, so let's, okay. yeah, well, you okay. got you guys do, do a great job. We talk about this all the time. We can, we can do things and have the right content all day long, but if it's not well done, uh, we, we can't really encourage people to go out and, and see these productions because, you know, it, it also needs to be, um, you know, attended on its merit that it will actually be well done. And, uh, and I commend you for how well done these productions are and to all involved. So pass that along. Um, well,
0: thank you very
2: much. All right. So let's talk about that. W- we were talking earlier about C.S. Lewis, the most reluctant uh, convert. Uh, C.S. Lewis to me is a fascinating uh, person and for all sorts of reasons. It was funny because I actually uh, was in Nicaragua a year ago this week and I of course, I find, the only person I find that could speak English was an atheist. Uh, and, 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 he, and he was from England. And, of course, he said things to me that, you know, like most atheists do, they think they're the first person to ever say something to a, a follower of Christ as if we've never heard the thing he was going to say. And, of course, he talked about, you know, why he wouldn't worship a God that sends people to hell and, and all of this. And, of course, I said, well, one thing, you have to understand the God that we serve. The God we serve is actually – Trying to deliver people from hell, uh, people send them. People send themselves to hell. Uh, he's actually provided the, the way out of hell. But anyway, so we had a conversation. But I brought up C.S. Lewis, and I said to him, I said, you know, I said, are you familiar with C.S. Lewis? And of course, he said he was. And I said, well, you know, you're really no different than him. I said, you know, C.S. Lewis uh, didn't believe either. And I said, do you consider C.S. Lewis to be a pretty intelligent person? And of course, he said, yes. I said, well, so it does. There's not a lack of intelligence to to actually go out and try to find out if what you claim is true or not true. I said, that's what mm. CS, that's what CS Lewis, Lewis did. And I think the title of your play says it all. The most reluctant convert. He was not easily converted. Was he?
0: No, no. He, he had a rough life. His mother died of cancer when he was eight. I uh, had a really rough relationship with his father. The uh, one that he uh, regretted most of his life. Uh, he had terrible experience in world war one in the trenches uh, in fact, uh, after the war was over, uh, someone asked him, uh, "Did uh, were you much frightened in France? And he said, all the time, but I never sank so low as to pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of the state of mind that he was in. And, and from that, I mean, he was such a vigorous debunker of Christianity, uh, very much along the lines of, of Christopher Hitchens. Uh, and he was, of course, he was so eloquent. Uh, but he had a longer, it wasn't a, a Damascus road, experience, although there, there is a Damascus road moment, but it, uh, his journey from, from atheism to Christ, uh, begins at eight years old in, in our story, the story we tell on stage begins at eight years old, uh, when his mother died of cancer and, uh, uh, and ends when he's, uh, he takes Christmas communion 1931 when he's 32 years old, but what happens in between is is a real testimony of how the Hound of Heaven just really relentlessly chased after him until he becomes the greatest Christian writer apologist of the past century.
2: And that that's such a God move. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, yeah. you th- you think about the Apostle Paul. Yeah. I mean, he was good at what he was doing when he was persecuting the church. So God says, Look, I made you that way. I just need you to stop persecuting my church and advance my kingdom with that same skill set. And and that's what C. S. Lewis reminds me of. Yes. Uh,
0: I mean he he thought, you know, he was he was never schooled in theology, didn't go to seminary, but he was so schooled in uh in in so many things and understood uh, the deep mythological stories, because in his view, and I think he's right, you know, all religions have the same root. They begin in, in, in myth, uh, but then the Christ story is the myth that became fact. That, uh, and, of course, there's a great story in the play about when he and J.R.R. Tolkien uh, are taking a walk, and, and Lewis tells Tolkien, you know, I've come to believe in God, After a long struggle, I've come to believe in God, but not Christianity. I simply cannot believe something I do not understand. How can the life and death of someone else, uh, whoever he was 2,000 years ago, help us now? And on the basis of that question, Tolkien said something to him that turned his life around. He says, Jack, when you meet a god sacrificing himself in a pagan story, such as Dionysius, Balder, Osiris, or even a fairy tale, you like it very much and are mysteriously moved by it, provided you meet it anywhere except in the gospel. <laughs> it says, Jack, Jack, the story of Christ is a myth working on us in the same way as other myths with one tremendous difference. It really happened. And then suddenly uh, a rush of wind blew out of the sky and he, and he was frightened because of that wind. And, and that moment had him... Turn around in the sense of rereading the gospel story in a way that 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 he could interpret it. Because prior to that, he kind of looked at the Bible as a dry book, a textbook, and he didn't see it as a heroic book. And once he turned it that way, uh, it opened his eyes to who Christ really was.
2: Amazing, amazing story. Um, so tell us a little bit, you know, about about FPA, and obviously this is one of, of three things. This out there. Tell, tell us how this was created, where it came from, and, and what you hope it's accomplishing.
0: Sure, sure. Well, uh, I'm an adult convert to Christianity. I was already uh, in the theater. I was studying in England. I was really serious about my work, seeing great work everywhere. Uh, and now that I've come to Christ and had this story in my, you know, in my head, this amazing story of Jesus, uh, I. Uh, I, I didn't get—since I wasn't raised in an evangelical church, I didn't get the memo that Christians weren't supposed to be actors.
10: So, <laughs>
0: so, uh, so I, I, I missed that one, And I, but I did think, well, how do you integrate, you know, what, with what I do, my work, uh, with my faith? And so uh, I, I attempted to begin that uh, first by just telling Bible stories. Uh, Mark's Gospel, Genesis, Acts, and I was so amazed at how people reacted and responded to the telling of the story uh, from beginning to end as a narrative, uh, and how the character, the personality, just really emerged in the story. Uh, I thought it was a tremendous uh, witnessing tool, evangelistic tool, um, uh, and, and then I thought, you know, I started doing some colleges and universities, And the kind of reaction I got there was so positive. I thought, you know, if I could start an organization that would really focus our work, uh, you know, uh, select the right material that has the ability to speak to a large audience, execute it to the highest levels that our budgets will allow and help ask people to support it that we could play at the great performing arts venues such as BJCC at Birmingham. Uh, we're going to be at Tilly, theater in, uh, in Chattanooga, one of the other markets. We're also going to be at, uh, uh, the first center at Georgia tech in Atlanta as well. Those are the three markets that are going to be in your, your area to play in those markets. You got to deliver the goods because the, the, uh, the expectation for any kind of entertainment, uh, is super high. If you don't meet that entertainer, it doesn't matter what you say. If if you're not engaging them, it doesn't matter. If you're not going to do anything else.
3: Well, I'm. Well, like, the bar is not too high in our area. <laughs> uh, you know, the, with the obvious reason for that. It, but you know, it we,
0: is in football.
2: Yeah, well, that's true. Well, <laughs> yeah, when you when good. you look, I mean, we know the very conservative and Christian Washington Post. Yeah, but they still said, which is the, which, which is the great thing though about you talking about it has to be done well. About this live stage performance, they write masterful, hugely moving. Uh, And then uh, the New Yorker calls it intriguing. See that—that's the thing about using these things to to let people to kind of kick the tires on what's the ultimate topic by bringing them into an incredible story. And I was telling people, Max, that this would be a great if you have somebody who's on the fence or somebody who's searching. I think the CS Lewis story really appeals to the person who wants to find evidence or is waiting on a moment to say is this story I've heard about Jesus true or not. And so I would encourage people to to bring those type of family members or friends to the our coworkers to these performances. Now Birmingham will be April the 14th. And, uh, and looking forward to being there and seeing you again, Max. And and if you, you. Want to, if you want to get tickets to that or any of these others he mentioned, just go to show notes there at rickandbubba.com. And one last thing, Max, if you're a person who listens to the Bible on um, the listener's Bible, Max is the voice of the Scriptures as well. Uh, That's cool. So, right. Yeah, so uh, I've listened to that before. And and you might recognize Max's voice from that. So, Max, always thanks for making time for us. Uh, love what you are doing. Uh, continue it. We are in our prayers and look forward to seeing this production when it rolls into Birmingham on April the 14th. Thank you. All right, thanks, Max. Thanks, you, care. Max. All if you need us. Thank you. Max McLean, C.S. Lewis on stage, the most reluctant convert. He'll be playing C.S. Lewis. Uh, it's on tour everywhere, Birmingham, April the 14th. You can get all those details at rickandbubba.com under show notes. We'll be right back.
5: Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest fat men alive.
2: Eight minutes to the top of the hour, The Rick and Bubba Show, a brand new hour. Has been rolling, looking toward the end of it. We got a, a few more stories to cover. Now, this, I think the kickoff hour touched
3: on, but that's been a while ago. And Bubba, what's the name of this artist? Rick, I'm not familiar with this artist. Um <laughs> I said little Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> now it's N-A-S. That's yes. Nas. Yeah. To now, it, now, well, has NAS NAS. I, I would say little Nas X. It's Nas. Just think. How, how's that Nas? If it's NASA, it's N-A-S-A. Right. So if you take the A off of it, it's NAS. NAS. Right. Little I mean, NAS-X. <laughs> <laughs> it's like little gas-X. You got to be but careful. But you think an, an extra S <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, NAS, I, but Yeah, I, I
2: agree. If he wants to be called NAS. <laughs> right. but, but, but But we do spell gas, G-A-S. We do. So it's NAS. But they you said it's NAS. That's how he wants it said. Little NAS-X. N-O-Z. Little NAS-X. Like Boz, is B-O-Z. It doesn't matter.
7: It really it, does it re- it. I I'm going to say Nas nice just because I don't want to slip up and say something I'm not supposed to like Greg did in the kickoff hour this morning. I bet Our
3: intern can say it. He He's familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah. So how skunk do you say Baxter. it?
7: Skunk, how do you say it? Skunk Which say is it. also difficult to say, and you may end up saying something there. Lil Nas X. Yeah. Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. Hey, it's Lil Nas
2: X. <laughs> I, hey, I, 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 I call it Lil Nas X. Uh hey Gwen, we listened to Old, Old Town Road. We like it. <laughs> so so his song Old Town Road got put on a country. Well,
3: it, it what debuted. Happened? What it happened to Little Nas X? It debuted on uh Billboard's uh hot country chart at what, number nineteen? Is mm-hmm. that what the yes. story says mm-hmm. here? Um and it has been taken off. And Billboard has said upon further review, it was determined that Old Town Road did not currently merit inclusion on Billboard's country charts, uh, but there's some people calling foul. All right, let's I got it. a little bit of it if you want to hear, hear it, it Rick. We Go got to hear it. Yeah,
9: I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the I can't no more. I got the
2: horses in the back, horse stock is attached. and is mad at black. Got the boost black and match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your horse. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that boards. Now can't nobody fail me nothing. You
7: can't I, I haven't screened this so I don't know. I'm so sure y- it's fine, but I, I don't what's know. the
2: difference between this and Florida Georgia line? Well, I made the same exact
7: point this morning, Rick.
2: Riding on a tractor, lean all in my back. I mean, wouldn't they do a song like this without my go, oh, or Florida George has got another good one?
9: Mm. Well, right, I'm here's the thing out. apparently,
3: Billboard has pulled it because some of the country stations were complaining it didn't belong. But here's where I'm confused, and, and I'll, I'll admit this I'm not an expert on how they do this by any stretch. Billboard has what they call reporting stations, and that used to be how they did it 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 was a big deal we assume it's the same way if you were selected as a reporting station for the genre of music that you you play right Mm -hmm. so if you were uh, uh like our flagship station is a country station if they're selected as a reporting station they send to billboard what their uh you know what their playlist is what they're playing now and they compile that with others and they used to mix record sales into it too and then they would put out their chart. So it was a report of what country music was playing. It's not them directing country music what to play, right? So if country stations that report to them are playing it and it appears on the chart, then what's the problem?
2: Well, people are upset because they do play crossover songs a lot and put them on the country chart while they are on another chart. Right. And, and they're saying they don't, they're trying to say. Are that,
3: they just saying this is not country enough? Well, is that what that's is? what they're saying. But then critics are saying,
2: well, if he was white and was doing the same thing, you would have left it on there. Now, I don't know where that's, just. I'm not, not, I'm not saying I believe right. that. Right, right. I'm I right.
3: understand the argument. Yeah. Because yeah.
2: to me, this does sound like a hip hop song. Yeah. It didn't at the beginning. And I don't even know
3: what he's saying. Well, there's probably some country fans that wouldn't care for that that type of music, no matter who's singing it or what color they happen to be. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of country songs that are more I'm down that you. way now. And as you mentioned, Florida Georgia Line, there's, there's been others. I mean, Cowboy <laughs> Troy. I mean, And
2: that old guy that was the UAB yeah. quarterback that puts out, in his voice. Sam Hunt. I walked in, I said, You're sitting on the table. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it, 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 you know, it does. country sounds different than it used to. It does, and it's and it's always been evolving. That's mm-hmm. that's the point. So. But they're saying not country enough. He's been removed from the country chart. But it, but again,
2: how did how did he move to number nineteen without it, country
3: play? If Billboard is reporting what country is doing, how can they just make the decision it doesn't belong on that chart? That's what I don't I don't follow. And and again, I'm not completely versed on what the about Cowboy nowadays. Troy. Well, that's that, what about know. Cowboy Troy and Here Comes the Train? Oh, I know. Oh, that's one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. He said, "Tim McGraw liked the change."
2: Yeah, he did. I walked in and then y- <laughs> <laughs> we discussed it earlier. I'm like, Greg, hey, I, you I don't, right. You I were don't right." Know how they track yeah. it. I, I don't know. I thought it, if How it, do you get the crossover? mint stations that normally don't don't play your music started playing
3: it. Therefore, you jumped to that chart. Right. You're in both charts, right? That's what I thought. Let's say that there was so, old, uh, th- th- there th- was th- the billboard reports what's going on. They don't tell Thank stations you. what's happening. What I, I mean, what to do? I mean, that's just how it used to be. i right not on my horse in the <laughs> says back.
2: The great crossover hits people would have. Yeah. yeah,
3: sure. And Top Forty had the same problem with Funky Town. Remember that was a big yeah, controversy when it up. came out. Lip, Lip sync, sync. Remember yeah. well, it was going up the charts, but the, but you know some stations and the one that we listened to growing up wouldn't play it. Because well, I, I didn't feel like it fit their form.
2: I, believe it or not, think about this. The first time I heard Zach Brown, I thought, well, I don't know what format they are. Yeah. Because I didn't think they were country and all. Yeah. 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 Top of the hour.
5: Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Proving <laughs> daily that common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick I
9: play chicken with a train play. Six minutes. Here we go. All the hex and checks me the phone. Train coming round the bend. Go, kids, folks, tell your mom and them. out like a chugger a chugger like a who the big black man coming through to you. Boy, you'd fell and bumped your head. Uh huh, that's what they said. People say it's impossible, not probable, too radical. But I already been on the CMAs. Hell, Tim McGraw said he liked the change, and he likes the way my hiccup sounds, and the way the crowd screams when I stomp the ground. I pick and black, clickety clack, and I make the train jump the track like that.
2: We're back. With Hounsey and the real Greg Burgess here Speedy and Adler back on Monday uh, 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 you know Drooby Dooby Doo Jalen Fruhurst Helping with Blaze TV Skunk Baxter Takes phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG Earning their degree in Common Sense From Rick and Bubba University Welcome back, Bill Bubba Mussey. Rick, glad to
3: be here I like that That's You good. like that, bro? Yep,
2: uh, yep. Um, did, did I ever even make it on the country chart?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah did it? what's, so what's he doing now? Well, isn't Big and Rich back out touring some? Oh yeah, I'm you sure know they—that they, that whole group that came in with them—they—they yeah. they gave country a shot and armed it. <laughs> Can I play something based on the song we just
2: played? <laughs> I played Chicken with the Train from Cowboy Troy. Cowboy this is back Troy. to when we talked about. There's been a song removed from the country charts because they said it wasn't country enough because it has rapping in it. And we were talking about all that. Do you remember this? Right, what I'm about to play for you right here. Do you remember this? I do. So this sounds like I'm playing the same song again, right. but, it's, but it's a Rick and Bubba intro.
9: Do you remember this? I love chicken grill oh. plane. Oh.
1: Ear. Rejoice in the choice that you wanted to hear Southern There's boys making noise across the U.S. of A. They're a step above the typical DJs James Spannell, the other man, tell you how the wind blows And Calvin's B. racer, he produces the show Tell your daddy and mama, your sister and brother Gather around and get down, it's time for Rick and Bubba
2: I love chicken remember that? that? work a yeah. Greg, I'm sorry, I let Don want to mark on the show That's okay yeah, I know you don't like that kind of show. It was brief all right, so he, John right. Bird did a good job with that. He's singing
3: both parts. Yeah, it's good. He's big and rich. So anyway, that's
2: right. uh, that's, uh, that's another these Cowboy
3: Troy. We'll let <laughs> we'll
2: let the Billboard Country charts and Country radio work out what they what they think is country and what they don't yeah, think is country. Uh, but anyway, all right. So as we as we start the hour, let's we'll talk about something important. And Helmsy, you brought this to the table. Mm. All right. So everybody is familiar. And look, we're probably late to the
7: game on this, like most things. Yeah, so well, I'm sure, sure that you're going. People will say, "Oh, this has been out for a while." But we we know Uber. We know the app. We use it, or I've used it. Y'all've used it. Hey, you need a ride quick? Out, boom, paid for, done. It's awesome. There is a thing out there called Uber Eats, Bubba, oh, boy. and it is it is the oh, it's the man. it's the food version. So if you're sitting at home or wherever and you want somebody to bring you food, you go to Uber Eats, and y'all would not believe the things that are available to us to be delivered
3: via Uber Eats. Ham's, okay. Hams, I am heartbroken so, because I pulled up their map, and it's got a dot, you know, a little uh, uh, pin where my house is, and I'm just barely outside their coverage area. Good night. Uh, I mean, that hurts. I, I mean, I can see it. I am I, can see am it. I in?
2: Uh, let's You're see. close. I You're on the border. Here. I'm, I'm never in anybody's. Never.
3: Never. Uh, well, no, Rick, you're you're. I believe you would be in it. I'm in. I believe you're in it. I no. mean, guys, you can get fast food. anything is in it. Anything. Rick. I'm in it. It is. In so it.
7: you've got people out there driving around, essentially going through drive-throughs and going to restaurants, bringing you food. Oh, so this odds of your order being correct. Now, now, who cares? They brought it to you. Now, that's a good point. I have come across this via great, commercial, mm-hmm. okay? Which I also think their marketing is excellent. And so, watching March Madness last night, and timing is everything. Here is the commercial that, that I saw. I've been seeing it run through the March Madness, but hey, this has caught my eye last night. This is funny. Okay.
6: Got a halftime delivery for some zebras. You know, refs got to eat too. I'm going to have to go get credentials. I got to go through security. I got, got your subway. Yeah. Spicy Italian foot longs? Yeah. That's all right.
8: Hey, it's actually the first decent call y'all made all night. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> Think? Just kidding. <laughs> Stay with it. For the record, I was not kidding. <laughs> ah, that is funny. Uber Eats. That's a good
2: and that's yeah. real That's
3: real referees, uh, isn't it? Yes. I, I, I noticed the lady from the other night. I think I saw
2: her today. Let me see if I've got this right. So what's happening, Uber, the delivery, the, the car ride providing yes. folks, yes. now have gone to various mm-hmm. restaurants saying contract us yep. Yep. To, del- to deliver your food to whomever orders from
3: you correct to their house yes See, so that's it, great or wherever you are i'm all about it the only thing better would be a drone that could drop it right <laughs> down my chimney because I, Greg, you know, to, Greg I...
2: to your point there was an era that it was mainly when i was and i and i because there's i remember even the days now that i end up being at home by myself but when i was actually living by myself you'd work you in your mind you're like oh, i just want to get home then you get home, you realize always you have anything to eat, and you think about what you wanted. But then, when when you when you had you have, to have you have pizza delivery, and, and in the rarest of cases now you have Chinese delivery. And I remember that was some steak place that had some delivery. Yeah. You know, we and, used and, to
3: live in a place that had walk on wheels, so we don't have that anymore. Right, that yeah. hurt. But yeah. So
2: <laughs> now I find that other than pizza, there's hardly anything you can get delivered. Hardly anything. Until well, now, and this solves the problem because mm. the. The company just contracts that part out yes. to to the Uber folks, and so now I could have a, things
3: that have never been delivered delivered now. Anything you want from a from don't an say oper- anything. Let I me want. ask you this: from an operational standpoint, is it the same people who are out there on Uber call, and they get a call to go to a restaurant, could- or is it a different? Whole different Different group. Specialize in food. Uh I think
7: I think they probably tackle this like
3: because you know some
7: there's another service out there like Uber and and Lyft and thank you Greg and so some of them drive for both so I think probably you have some that are just food and some that are food and passenger Mm -hmm. and probably do Lyft too I don't know but Rick when you like all I did was a minute ago I go to their website I put in my home address it tells me who's currently open. It tells me how long it's going to take, depending on, on each one. And, guys, I'm talking about any fast food you can think of, any any restaurant. All and right. it tells me,
3: like oh, right now, it tells I'm me dying. that one's
7: closed, mm. but it opens at 11, and it's one of the best hamburgers out there.
3: Rick, if my pen fell on the map, it would fall right into the circle.
2: Oh, Bubba, look it's at It's that it. close. Like, close. Bubba, you wouldn't believe the things it's I've that I'm telling
3: you. Who do you call, where do you call Uber to request that they expand their circle a little bit? <laughs>
2: Bubba, you wouldn't believe what I've got. Oh,
3: you got everything
2: else. And you know I, I know what I got I want to bring nada, this up.
7: Nada. Do you know what this could do? This could change our breakfast experience in the morning. It
3: could. How much more it. is it for that wonderful experience of delivery? Well, I don't know. Calls? I don't think we, we guys,
7: seem to not care about that when it comes to breakfast. No, but also well, though,
2: we do. guys, we don't have a huge weight Don't say for that, they count listening.
7: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Make uh, Bubba sound like he really looks into <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get called to the office today. All right. So what about when he tells us how much food we've ordered? <laughs> oh, a lot. Man. I don't want to see. Oh, it. it's amazing. I don't want to see it by it's the amazing. month. Oh, I'm oh. no. <laughs> that's the old public's visit. That's, no, and, no, that's the right. Uh, did I see the other night where Rick? the well, Of course, is this your would aunt. take care of that. But I saw the other night a commercial. Unless I'm just was half asleep and made it up. Taco Bell delivering. Did
3: I see that? Yeah. Yeah, you did. I, think I, did. You I, did I, I will that. tell you one thing: we do have where guys, I live, because we yeah, are. I live right out. Now, we got everything. I know oh. I live out in the country. I'm not city like you guys. But right, I have. <laughs> I have an app with a pizza company on it, and mm-hmm. you go in and pre-program a couple of favorites, mm-hmm. and all I have to do is pull it up and hit the button, and it pays yep. for it on my credit mm-hmm. card, and it's just and it comes right to my house. But does yeah. it ever make you just one wonder, button?
7: Wonder did they really get it? you know what i mean well it gives you it gives you, you it a, gives a tracker still. it gives
3: you a tracker on it and it shows you each yep. step it lights That's up and shows you
2: where fantastic they are. guys y'all wouldn't believe the things available to us here I'm trying to tell
7: you i mean it is it is crazy how many things we can get i feel I right now that it.
2: gene wilder as willie wonka would say to us it's unlimited what you can get yeah,
3: I, I i kind of want to try it just to see if it works so order something well order there's the plenty stadium. of places open yeah. do y'all want to order something right now to see what happens <laughs> I don't. If we got time, the we'll is still here. listening, guys. Right. We could start with it next time.
2: All right. So Monday, let's order something. Uh, does early hurt you? What I mean, kind I of time frame? Have on it.
7: What kind of time yeah. frame
2: when I order? How it Greg tells was,
7: you. It just it tells you depending on the location. Okay. I'll,
2: it's gonna be all right, Greg. I mean, let's look it into. It doesn't matter. It. I'm not that area anyway. I can mm-hmm. promise you that. Well, you're not in it. No way. I'm talking about here. Yeah. yeah. Thursday you're, night, Greg. Ooh. That's a good idea. Hey. Or how
5: about that? Rick and Bubba, Rick
1: and Bubba. Hey
9: everybody, this
0: is Keith Evan, and you're listening to Rick and Bubba.
9: Same will come and go
2: Gypsy fly 21 minutes past, the Almond brothers bring us back. The classic Bearing
9: Melissa. Bearing sorrow, With the late
2: Greg Almond on lead vocal. But back home
9: you always know. Sweet Melissa.
2: I always love that song. Alright, as we make our way back, everybody's telling us all these other delivery services. Look. That's the point. we want
3: to. We're talking about Uber Eats right now. Uh, how about these waiter, <laughs> Doordash? I mean, people are telling. I, these are all kinds. Yeah, of stuff. yes, out there. but yeah. the commercial. The commercial. I'm gonna
2: give them to that. They made fun of referees, so they get my business. And, I know that
3: is a funny commercial. And there are like several
7: other commercials too that are that are funny in regards to the referees didn't things. care for it. Didn't look. Like no, them.
2: no, they, they never do. Note to self. Uh, let's go to. Um,
3: but if you get into refereeing, shouldn't you kind of know that people are always going to disagree with you? Well, they're certain they're going to make. Yeah. Jokes. Nobody holds up signs for the referees, right? Okay, there's nobody so- leaves going. You know what? That game was called. Actually, nobody applauds. By the way, when they leave. I also yeah. want to point out that the last three
7: segments. This is why we, This is why I love Speedy being here, and he's not here, and so he because he's my guy. Evidently, it's not that one. Okay, <laughs> oh, and it's yeah. not neither one of y'all because the last three segments. I've had Whitey's wing sauce all I, over my shirt you. right here, and nobody has said a word. It out. Hey, you we just waited, consider it normal. You waited so 40 know. minutes. I, that was 40, well, 45
2: had, uh, minutes ago when I, I had that. I know. I'll admit I enjoyed watching you uh, walk around like you didn't have it on. Did yet. you see
3: it? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I've, oh, I've been uh, seeing it for a good I,
7: hour. I, how could you not, Greg? Well, here's one that you talking He looked as if I dumped half the bottle on my shirt. Look, he's well, walking they're used around, to tra-
3: seeing it with me. They don't. There's right. nothing
2: new. Right. Speedy would have told me. That's all I'm saying. Rick, he's trying to be sharp and have a serious <laughs> conversation, and the whole time he had that on his shirt. <laughs> all right, so here's <laughs> you got to <laughs> understand I, the different personalities, Hamsie. There's Greg who sees it and doesn't tell you on uh, purpose. Yes. Bubba and I never even notice it. Yeah, that's true. I saw it. It made me hungry. I saw Bubba run a chip through it. All Bubba said to me was, "Where's Hamza? Get that white sauce. Yeah, yeah. where's that stuff at? Hogging yeah, the sauce. I, hey, Rick, I, I where'd a, you get that sandwich?
3: I have a friend. <laughs> I have a friend that is an Uber driver. Well, and you don't have according a to you according don't to have his a wife, Uber driver. Uh, yeah, I do. According to his wife, Man. he gets called for Uber Eats, too, but says he, he does Uber and Lyft said he gets calls for Uber Eats all the time, said he doesn't like it because he has to sit and wait Ah. for the food to be prepared.
7: Well, we love it. It's part of the job.
3: I know, but uh, I'm just saying, you know, I'd ask earlier, do the the drivers, you know, do they do Uber Eats too or just passengers? And according to to Valerie, they do both. Okay. All right. Hmm. Thank you, Valerie. It's the driver's decision, I guess. I guess so, yeah, but I like I it. And so. let me tell you, you've just there's there's I've got a little run during the summer. Can I call com, coming John of, to deliver stuff to me? You think? Can I pick my Uber driver? No, well, I don't know. Yeah, but you're not
2: you're <laughs> not in the delivery zone. You're out.
3: Yes, you can. <sighs> Dang it! Too yeah, bad. Too so sad. About who do I pet. call about that chart? They built need the to, wall. It'll, right there. They'll get out to you. We need to broaden that thing out. Well, what? I mean, done. I live out in the country. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're, but, you're really, out, yeah. In <laughs> <know>. you're really <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. I know. Out in the middle of nowhere. You really oh, are. Off, off
2: 280. You know what they do, though? And let me tell you what it that, is, though. It's, and, and it's building out. The, the, Bubba lives in a place that people, like they go out here, there's a lot of, of people, but there's also so many people, there's too many people for me to even be here. You know what I mean? And I think what's happening, they look at a radius of how the, where they want to work drivers, and if you don't have enough restaurants that would be inside their preferred radius, well, you they busy. don't include it. But I could go outside. Down I can step hill.
3: outside and see twenty five thousand cars at any moment. I you know, and could. I'm in the country. And there's a lot of restaurants. I don't think. They, I, don't, I don't. I don't think they want to try to go to where you are. <laughs> I they I want to certainly. deal with that gatekeeper and all that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. yeah. They stop
2: out there, work through security. Oh, no, yeah. get the pat You're down. Leave one shoe with them. <laughs> right. That is. Oh, you know it. Isn't it funny though? Talk about the times we live in, Nobody can get to your house without all this stuff, but everybody can get your identity. Oh, I know. But the and open up loans all over the all over the country. Sure. Um, t- speaking of menus, uh, I, Hey, I
3: figured it out. I'm going to beat, beat them to it. I'm just going to run up so much debt. They can't get anymore. more. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's going to limit everything. All right. So Taco Bell, the world's strongest man. And Greg, this is, this sounds like you mm-hmm. meeting him and y'all becoming friends. Okay. Like, I knew but, challenge breaks. I around. knew the world's strongest man didn't sound like me. No, no, but I, no, no, not at all. But just just, about I, Brian Shaw, Rick, if you What's were, if you were with Brian Shaw, okay. I can hear that's you because I, I, I just yeah. heard you Great do. Picture. I just heard you do it in the kitchen yesterday. I know somebody brought us some. I'm sure delicious oh, barbecue lady. sauce. Greg picks it up. I mean, it's like a gift. It's got something tied on it. Speedy, how much of you drink this whole whole, whole whole jar? Yeah, and <laughs> just uh, take a drink. Yeah, just take. And so y'all. the world's strongest man undoubtedly was dared to eat Taco Bell's entire menu. But now that's but, funny. But now.
3: You, think about Do it you see minute. his size and what he He's eats every fella. day? Rick, he is six foot eight, four hundred and fifteen pounds. Mm. Okay. He, he consumes twelve thousand <laughs> calories a day and six pounds of meat to maintain his larger than life wow. size. Let me tell you something. That's a big, that.
2: strong son of a gun.
3: I, I want I to, can't even eat with him. So I this, want to be his yeah. friend. This Taco
2: Bell menu is a snack for him. Well you think. Wouldn't you love to be a walk around with him and go, Hey, you really? If you don't like it, take it out with my friend. Without yeah, looking six, eight. Listen, without, I'd be impossible around him. Without Look, looking Rick.
3: without looking, how much do you think it costs if you order one of everything on Taco Bell's menu? And we're talking forty items. Forty Well, I items. know this that's oh one of the cheapest places to eat on the well, planet. I know. Don't get I'm ahead average of average. He it. hasn't looked, so I want him to be ninety six fifty. hundred and sixteen. Boy, you're close. One twenty. Oh, Do you
2: realize you can eat the entire Taco Bell menu? Everything for 120? they got, for the entire menu. How about that, guys, well, I'm, That's a deal, guys. I've right there. gone there with eight dollars before and a bought half the menu. Yeah. And I'll
3: be the honest. only thing close to that is Golden Corral, where a party of six can eat for twenty bucks. And it's unbelievable. <laughs> There's so much food laying out there. But <laughs> they cutting three meats. They got. I mean, it's unbelievable. So
2: the world's strongest man said he ate the entire menu, but he, but his stomach hurt really bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know the tacos and all that—they're not that filling. So if you're a big guy that can eat like that, he probably blew through that like ninety going north. He said, "I, I don't he know, said I think the, all that
3: cheese stuff would be heavy on you." Greg, he said, "Once you get the burritos, everything—burritos, chalupas,
2: guada." Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about what I normally order. You Better take I a just, good stool. I could honestly—I think I could <laughs> sit hey, down, cheese. and if I did it, I bet I could eat fifty tacos.
1: Bless
3: you, Taco Bell. I'm not I, going to. I'm the same way. But I think I could eat the calorie, The calorie content shield? on this meal? No. I, I, I want it crunching.
2: I do, too, but I, the soft shell, I could probably eat oh, 80 yeah. of those.
3: Yeah. What do you think the calorie content of those 40 oh, items? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I don't even know. No. 25,000 calories. Hello. One, twice what he normally Hello. eats in a day, which is 12,000. Which is He, said the, sauces, unbelievable. he unbelievable. said the
2: sauces is what got to him. If he said if he just eat it off. Well, back all, off the sauce.
3: Well, he said so like the sauces that even
2: like come on it sometimes. Oh, yeah, Did you yeah. just say he eats twelve thousand calories a day? Yes, yeah, guys, that's, that's, he's that's eating as much as
3: Bubba. Cream. That's a lot. <laughs> Rick, a lot. almost as much as Bubba. I can't do twelve. I can't do. It. I, I bet. Uh, Bubba.
7: I bet you could come close. I watched
2: you eat an entire pan. You could flirt of, with that of, of number of rice krispie <laughs> treats the other week. Did y'all know what I'm saying? I bet if we kept yeah. up with it, you're not as far from that number as you may think you are. Yeah. Oh man, that's Rick. <laughs> that's outrageous, <laughs> Bob. I don't know how to tell you this. If you just put three five thousand calorie meals together, you're fit- <laughs> you're rolling
3: Do You remember that dessert we used to get? We're in gas for the Fudge Nut Fantasy. Wasn't it 3,000 calories? Well, it Just killed them It killed them. <laughs> yeah. They took it off the menu for a while because it killed somebody. It straight somebody. up killed somebody. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that, that,
3: it's called the Fudge Nut Fantasy. How yep. many of them do you love them? I got to see one. <laughs> Rick and Bubba,
5: Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it
9: brings me to my 35 minutes. <laughs> I can't start
2: another. 35 minutes past the the hour, (laughs) the Rick and Bubba show as we make our way back. Cook's best control. How about this? Sing it with me, boys. Look it, look it, look it. Here comes Cookie.
5: Cook's best control.
2: And uh, if you are not using Cook's best control, uh, you probably don't have the protection that you would desire. That's right. Boy, if there's a place you want to be sure you got the best folks, and that's concerning pest control. You don't want that stuff getting through some sort of barrier. Now, termite protection, nobody's better. Cooks Pest Control and Centricon, unbeatable combination. But they also take care of the month-to-month, day-to-day pest problems with all the different critters and bugs you can think of. Cooks does the job for all of our property all of our homes, we love Cook's Pest Control, and you will too. Even if you're a contractor and you want to look at a new home construction, they will. Let them give you a um, an evaluation with no obligation to use them. That's free. And then when they tell you what needs to be done, you decide if you want to use them. Can we save you some some trouble? Get Cook's Pest Control. Just go ahead and do it. They're, they're the best in the business. Also found at rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. All right. So um, I think the key to what Bubba said was the word try. Tries to, Rick. I genuinely, yeah. I g- genuinely try, tries a relative. You know, Did he said he tries to keep it below 500 per he, meal. He said he tries to eat yeah. 500 or less calories a meal. Now, well, this is the, the, the word th- "try." There, uh, it just doesn't. <laughs> let's say he didn't say. <laughs> he try, say you
3: were. A, How about that ghost video mm-hmm. with the kid?
2: You, you didn't say you tried <laughs> hard. In all fairness, he didn't say he tried hard. No, he tried. And so what I, he meant was it would be nice. Mm-hmm. Y- you know what? You know what it sounds <laughs> like. It, it sounds like. And I can't think of the artist now. What is his name? Famous country artist. Bubba and I've been talking about how we can help this too. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get any more famous than him. Uh, and you can't, you can't think of you it. You know, and he's uh, and he's old country is too. There, is there help for this? Early George Strait? No, you're in the right right Garth track. Brooks, George Jones, in that world there. Well, Rick, my goodness. <laughs> and he had to he had to sing "Mama Tried." That, that's oh, what I was saying. Merle like. Haggard. And I and oh, I was and I, you were in there. Yeah, I couldn't get you to hit on him. You were you were like John, bouncing John. around him. He was in there. Mama try. But, uh, <laughs> and I want to say, I'm going to write a song about Bubba's eating. So <laughs> Bubba it's called Bubba tried. Bubba Try. Bubba Try. <laughs> Bubba try. <laughs> Bubba try. I tried to get eight,
7: nine hours of sleep every night, but it just doesn't right. happen. Right. Uh, well,
2: exactly. He, again, the key is, are we trying hard? Right. I mean, we tried. Yes, there's all kinds of levels of what trying. What was right. funny is when he was saying it, he couldn't finish it. <laughs> right. I, you know, I just try to keep it both high. <laughs> well, you know why I got interrupted by what I said. Please don't say things like <laughs> that. You stopped him halfway through the <laughs> time. Please don't say things like that. I'll tell you my plan. <laughs> all right, so uh, let me tell you what. My, let me tell my strategy. <laughs> my favorite bubble move, right? Here's my favorite bubble move. We'll send the interns to get
3: breakfast, and it doesn't take long. No, and he'll eat two pop pop tarts, waiting on him to get back. <laughs> Greg, I ain't had pop tarts, and I don't know That's, when. Bubba well, tried.
2: We, we ran out. No, and no, I no. quit buying them. <laughs> no, I was no. afraid for no, you. No, let me tell Lisa you. Lisa sent you them boxes of the. They little were good, by the way. I saw Thank some pop tarts that I didn't know were in there, and I hadn't told Bubba about <laughs> Oh, No, don't tell him. <laughs> no, I won't. If
3: it's not the right type, I won't touch them. Boy, what kind are you safe? That kind of Greg brought me from well, You know, a- they had the limited edition dish dish brought them back with the cream. The chocolate don't. and the white on top. Bubba tried. Bubba tried. That's good. All right. Now oh, Greg man. Greg, have
2: you seen this? Bubba said yeah, he has. He's scared. You, Rick, have you seen, seen Ghost Video here? Have Rick, y'all seen the video? I, I watched
3: the video. That's that, the video's disturbing. I'll yes. say that. There's the Michigan parents and here's what they're claiming. And I don't know what they're claiming I don't know if it's true or not. The video I saw is disturbing. The, yeah. They here's what I they have though. Are y'all ready for what they claim?
2: They claim that their nanny cam, you know, these cameras you have in there to watch your yeah. baby's nursery or whatever, captured a ghost that left scratches on the baby. Mm. And uh, so, I mean, this And then there is there, the man that lived there, supposedly before them, did take his own life there. Not in the house, did he? No, I think he jumped out the window. Well, of that and house. I got though, to looking in the. It was like one story. Wait a minute. Of know, that house? Yes. No, This is, I don't know, that's what the story was saying. Greg, Greg I think you're adding on to this. Did you have yeah, yes. this, But then I watched the... Greg tried. I watched the news piece of it because I wanted to see the video. But here, let me get a little theory at the end. So first of all, let's just call it. If if something scratches my baby and I got it on camera, I'm not spending another night in there. No. no, I'm out. No. I'm okay, out. so they're still there until, <laughs> follow me here, until they can afford to go somewhere else. Uh. So maybe we... I, I feel. Uh, I feel a GoFundMe. I feel well, one showing up. You can hear it, can't you? I'm, I hate to be that guy, but I know. And I, I saw the video, and it does look. But you could also, you know how cameras are. you, hey, could, you could make. Something how about this, Greg? Well, let's look at the video. It, just about the time we're about to say we shouldn't be like this, Jesse Smollett comes along, mm-hmm. and then I'm we have. I'm just saying. And Rick, then we have his story. We, by the way, have you seen the follow up on that? Now the attorney says, "No, what? I didn't say we're Q's. Yeah, and, and, and she, listen, said, she
3: said it was in a general term, not a legal term. Right, and they've also
2: claimed that she's woke the mother's woke up with something grabbing her around the throat. It isn't just this one thing, and they're still there. No way yeah. I'm there. Hey, I'm so, gone.
3: I'm out of there. Which goes no, back to my theory.
2: I'm out of there. Greg, I'll, I'll say this. If something was scratching our kids and, and choking me in the night, I wouldn't even ask if I could come stay at your place. Exactly. I'd just be there. We're coming, to you stay know. With hey, them. we're we're coming to stay with y'all. We're coming to stay with mom and dad. We're staying with somebody. We ain't staying here. Like I say, we'll, we'll see a GoFundMe come up and we mm-hmm. get a new Here's house. Here's the out. package on it. I oh, hear it.
9: This video of the unknown. What I dread is it? it? Is it Spooky real? Scared. And what is it
7: doing there? A family in Highland, Michigan, believes their house is actually haunted and thinks something is harming their little girl. 7 Action News reporter Alan Campbell went to the home to see for himself.
8: It happened here in this room as 15-month-old Lily was inside her bed. Caught on camera, something walks in front of her crib, catching Lily's attention. Whatever it is, the the family says it needs to go. It's almost like she sees something that we don't. It's an image Heather and Josh say is haunting their home. It was uh, chilling. It was literally a chill down your spine. Like, Like that what if factor. Get out! Is this what I just saw? Car on the couple's nanny cam video a few weeks ago. What appears to be something moving in front of the baby crib.
2: I freaked out. I stopped what I was doing and I ran upstairs and I grabbed my daughter.
8: Heather says this so-called ghost scratched her daughter Lily and attacked her too. It
2: scares us that it could do something else. I mean, there was even a morning that I woke up and I had felt like something was around my, like someone's hands were around my
8: neck. A team of paranormal investigators came in Mm. and tried answering some of the couple's questions and concerns. Josh's father, Jim, says it may be someone who lived in this house before.
4: The story that I was told was the gentleman that lived here originally
7: um, committed suicide, apparently, by jumping out this window. Why do you say the window? Uh, which
8: not, is, they ain't going to kill nobody, you know what I'm down. saying? The I couple mean, says they don't know why the so-called ghost is targeting them, but say they don't want any part of it.
2: It's not physically just going after her, it feels like it's going after myself, too.
8: I couldn't get an explanation
3: out of it, you know, so it's... Bob, I don't like it. I don't it's either. It's
7: freaky. Listen here, though. <laughs> is what it is. For hey, now, Heather attention. and Josh
8: say they will stay inside this place with Lily until they're able to save up enough money and move out. Reporting in Highland well Township by Mary Rick.
2: Campbell. Seven action news. I'd like, like to see him clean up a little better. But last week, so so they, Rick, they knew the camera was coming. Could you not pick up? Go hey, back to the camera, my mom, the camera. My wife cleans up the house if she thinks the mailman can see in the window. Oh, Lisa, I mean, oh <laughs> my goodness. Lisa just goes nuts if somebody comes look by. Look, it's that. not perfect. Um, yeah, and right. I see I something, but you it, it does look like somebody walking, doesn't it, Greg? But you could. No, we sh- things like that, Bubba, you've told us before it can happen. Yeah, there's a lot kind of lenses and stuff like so like like But it goes back to, again, let's look at the clothes here, the evidence. You're still there. Pause it when it should You're still there, and then you just so happen to mention, the we're going to lose when we can afford it. Go fund me. All right, let me say this Hang back on, to the guy really who sure allegedly it. killed himself. If that window from that high off the ground can kill people, Greg would have been dead as a teenager. That's right. Because you've climbed ahead. in out our house so many times. <laughs> yeah, well, I, don't, I, don't see, I don't see
3: how you could kill yourself on that window. No, I mean, it's five no. foot off the ground. Yeah. Uh-huh. I That'd mean, be that's one not exactly what you think is a. I'm jump a suicide trap. Guys, no way I stay. I can't. I'm, I'm gone. Yeah, I get out of there. I think it was the logic. If I believe it. Oh, you're the, wanting the actual camera. Yeah, the logic. Yeah, it's called a circle Logitech. two. It's Logitech, right there. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a Logitech. Well, a few weeks ago, yeah. what appears yeah. to circle be something moving camera.
8: in front of the baby crib. go what appears yeah, to be something moving in front up. of the baby crib.
2: I freaked out. I stopped what I was doing and I
8: ran upstairs and Ugh. I grabbed my daughter. Don't run upstairs. Oh, run out of the house. Scratched her daughter Lily and attacked her too. It scares us. Where you on the that scratch? That it it a, that's a that's a motion
3: else. activated camera. It also does time lapse. So it, it's a good camera. It's a very expensive camera, as a matter of fact. Really? Yes. Hmm. Well, what it are is. they doing with it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not being mean or nothing, but it looks it, like hoarders. Why does, don't man? they sell the camera and get out of there? That's it does. Great I'm, point. They yeah. may make a nanny cam, but that, that doesn't look like one to me. You talking about know. that looks a little We need to look tech? into it a little further.
2: So Greg, babies like they do at that age scratch yourself just in natural world. Yeah. Scratch it on the, you know, trying to. Yeah, they gonna scratch. Oh yeah, yourself. they could yeah. They can sleep they, wrong and they, scratch they, your face. Out. You know, she talks about it grabbing around the throat. and Then I see that if that's supposedly real. Again, I, I'm, I'm like you. I, I go move in with somebody. Guys, I got straight up. Let me just tell you straight up. If I think that there's an evil spirit in my home scratching the kids and choking us, I'm out. I mean, I, I don't stay where evil spirits choke and scratch people. I got to go. And I'll I'll work it out.
3: Yeah, move out, and they're then you up, try to solve the no mystery.
2: Mm-hmm. What?
3: You move out, then you solve the mystery. Blow, yeah, they're going to end up with a new house. That's why. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, end day. Final calls of the hour coming up. We'll look see if there's any stories we missed too. Your phone calls coming in here at eight six six. We be big. All the lines are available. Skunk Baxter will take them now, and we'll chat with you right after this.
5: Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba.
9: finds you on some highway. Somebody take it. Because I'm an old-time rambler. I call the road my home. Forgive my indiscretion. It's the only way I know. Y'all sing it with me. A million miles from Kentucky, but I will always So turn the radio up when your heart breaks down. Turn the radio up.
2: As we make our way back, uh, Golden ticket seats here with us today. If you're a Kionis, raise your hand. Keones, birthdays everywhere. Matthew, Andy, all having birthdays with us today. We've had a birthday cake that Bubba kept under his 500 calories by eating one corner. Yep. Also having a baby, Carrie. Happy birthday, Carrie, sort of. Uh, Tony, also here today. All the Kionis family. John Greenewalt, where's John Greenewalt? Right there. Melanie Hall is here. Jonathan Gonzalez is here. Happy birthday to Grant Hall. Also, Jason Hall here. Mark and Payne Watkins here. And Sherry Weems. All in the golden ticket seats today. Glad they're here. They get a pound of BuzzBox coffee to take with them. They also pick up a Rick and Bubba double CD. All 25 years of Rick and Bubba CDs now available on iTunes and other digital download options. If you want hard copies, go to rickandbubba.com under the store. Uh, Some of the titles no longer in hard copy. Some are. Uh, But some hard copies, a few still remain of our latest CD, Making Radio Great Again. That one now out on iTunes as well. To the phones we go uh, at 866-WE-BE-BIG, we have Carla calling out of Oklahoma. Carla, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you?
6: Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Um, I just like to tell you real quick. When I was about a month old, my parents moved into a studio apartment that had been converted from a garage. And the lady that lived in the house over the garage, um, was she, she was a landlady of my parents' I started not sleeping through the night and screaming the whole time unless I was being held by my parents, and, you know, they took turns. And um, finally, my grandmother found out when I was six months old that the lady held seances every night. Hello. And, yeah, (laughs) and so she said, you get my grandbaby out of that house right now. And the night, the very, the first night that we were out of the house, I slept all night. Hmm. And then my sister woke up to being choked, mm. severely being choked. And she prayed, claimed the blood of Jesus, and that she stopped being choked. And then my daughter-in-law, she woke up, my, our son, and said, what do you see? And he said, I see a lady walking around with her head up by the ceiling. She was just walking on air, just walking around the room and they found out that they had just bought a mattress from a lady who had committed suicide. They got rid of the mattress, and that was the last they saw of the
2: ladies. Carla, I don't know what's going on with your family, but you, you, you people, you, you <laughs> people have got to get away. I mean, why, are, why? Why do Hanks follow y'all everywhere you go? I, yeah, mean, quit, I mean, one
3: quit visiting yeah. quit yard sale. Right,
2: here's what we want: no more yard sales for y'all. No more yeah. houses that you aren't the first person to live in. Yep. and and for the love house. of God, don't bring mirrors or antiques into the house. Yeah. find you a nice people.
3: house <laughs> that the people who live there got promoted and moved to another city because they got a better job. Yeah.
2: Ask if there's something I near know. Billy Graham's place up in North mm-hmm. Carolina. Yep. yep. Uh, I mean, just—I mean, you, you guys—I mean, I've never seen a family have so much of this. I've tried Carla, to tell y'all about mirrors. I know you have. Don't buy an old mirror from an old musty house, <coughs> especially if some of the reflection stuff's off of it. You know, we <laughs> talked about Uber earlier. There's certain things that are spiritual Ubers, and the you know, only people riding there—demons and haints—and right. mm-hmm. you don't—you don't want to—you don't want to call that Uber service. No. Mm. Who in the world buys a mattress? They don't know where it's mean. No, don't ever buy used mattress. Good night. Kidding me.
3: You'd have one delivered to your house and try it for a hundred nights free. I'm thinking really bad doing yeah. that, by the way. Yeah. I am too.
2: You by the way if you don't, there's something wrong with you. I'm thinking. It's a great I mattress. I am. But I don't I don't do, I don't know. do use mattress. No, that's not my thing. huh I may well let one ride too long that's been in my family. Oh, no, yeah. I'll hang on to one for a but while. But the first time I get on a mattress yeah. I had to take the plastic off of it because I just yeah. got it from the store, got it delivered to the house. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't. I don't go out and lay on things. Yeah, there's some things on. you
3: shouldn't. You shouldn't use, reuse like that. That and underwear. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Don't buy somebody
2: else's underwear. <laughs> yeah, used underwear. A, a that is a good point. No matter, no, matter how, no matter how cheap it is at trade day.
7: No. No. These are life hacks from Bubba. We yeah. continue. Uh-huh.
2: Once worn, Z ninety three, low mileage. <laughs> once, low uh, once worn, once worn, one money. Greg, <laughs> slightly smoked. A <laughs> couple of digs. and <laughs> Z93, Brad, go ahead.
1: Hey, man, monkey grass and green acres. Thank you very much, buddy. Thank you. Hey, hey. All right. I remember. I remember back in the early 2000s, I was tied up a lot with uh, drugs and alcohol, and living a really dangerous lifestyle. I remember one night I was sleeping, and I remember that. I, I want to say it was a dream, but it wasn't a dream. I remember that I felt like I was being killed in my sleep. Well, I remember thinking that there is only one thing right now that can save me, and that is Jesus Christ. And I remember screaming his name. And, you know, I don't believe in ghosts. I do believe in demons. I do believe in angels. Yep. Now, I remember, I remember that as I was screaming Jesus' name, and everything turned out fine. I, I come to, I woke up, and as my eyes popped open, I remember seeing three or four dark figures going into my closet. But that was the, that's the only time I'm not prone to ghost stories. I'm not prone to any sort of thing like that. But I remember that, yeah, but that-, I, remember that I was going to die, and I remember screaming out Jesus' name and my eyes opening up and seeing those figures going into my closet. Mm-hmm. That, that's my ghost story. That, that's
2: that. Yeah. Well, what you saw were demons. I ain't no doubt about that. Rick, next call west of the Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not coast to coast. let's go west of the Rockies. Go ahead, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Frank. It had to be Frank. I oh know, I know he'll call in a minute. Sure. I'm not taking more calls. No, That's, not, that's it. I'm done with those stories. Yeah, yeah we, I mean, we we almost look, did guys. Did. I think that the story we did. They're just trying to get a new house. That's me, Greg. You don't know that. There's I, already I a video Stay out tuned. with somebody
7: debunking this based off yeah. the camera that they showed yeah. at their house, the Logitech, whatever. Uh, I don't. I don't think it. Well, th- I watched the video a minute that it doesn't capture the type of video they're showing. So. So what so, you're
2: saying is somebody's finding a flaw in the story, yeah. and well, that's not me. That's a video that somebody sent a minute ago. Well, like they're say, already questioning. We, look, we're professors what's going on. at Rick and Bubba University, mm-hmm. where we hand out degrees in common sense. And I, I, I agree with Greg. The first thing that's a red flag is if you think this is really happening in your house, you don't stay in it. Yeah. Under in, you, maybe in movies they do, but those aren't real stories. And right. I just so happened to mention that we would move when we can afford it, right? GoFundMe account set up to save baby from ghost.
5: Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.